Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over (laughs) depression. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable? of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex. Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. Do you support the government intervening to override the parents' consent? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, And if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff. Let it go into the record that the witness refused to answer the question. You are fake news. She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so... Very fake news. (laughs) Oh my God, that is funny! I agree with that. All right, America... Go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. Yeah, five, four, three. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can go write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Well, Trump is back. Did you catch the speech at all? Yeah. I don't know why anybody's still in his camp, but all right. I guess this is just going to keep happening. Just spoke at CPAC a few hours ago. Uh, mostly, at least to me, he, he just kind of played the greatest hits. It was not uh, anything uh, super out of the ordinary, except he did hint at a potential future run, whether he was no. joking or otherwise. Oh. Well, it's either that or Ivanka. You got to pick one. Those are your two choices. Okay? I don't. I, I, I'm <laughs> not going to pick between those two people. No, absolutely not. We'll get to that. Plus, uh, it was a week of trans wars as the House passes the Equality Act and Congresswoman Marie uh, Congresswomen, plural, Marie Newman and Marjorie Taylor Greene get into a flag fight over the uh, Equality Act. Flag fight, sign fight, whatever. Different messaging outside of their office. This is what we pay these people to do. This is uh, what our stolen money goes to. Plus, uh, Rand Paul goes viral for asking Dr. Rachel if he supports child gender transition regardless of parental consent. That was fun. Oh, God. Andrew Cuomo gets Me Too'd two times. A Me Too double feature this week for Governor Cuomo. And his Pretty office. Lame. Yeah, I, I, I was hoping the details would be more salacious. It's like, you know, he tried, he kissed a chick allegedly and he got flirty with the other one, as far as I understand. Um, yeah, not, not the standards of uh, yesteryear when it comes to, say, I don't know, madmen treatment of women, like the old days. But. <laughs> this is a Good this is a, it's, it's going to be very ironic if this guy 
effectively kills a mass amount of the elderly in his state and ruins his state economy. But the scandal that gets him is he told a chick she was hot once. Like then he's know. out. He kissed he kissed a staffer on the lips. That's okay, highly so inappropriate. So but. it's worse than that. It's worse than mere words. But also but, I don't care. And I think that the standard they've set is that people should just be destroyed in politics for things like this. After Brett Kavanaugh, I'm like, let's ruin him. Well, yeah, by their <laughs> standard, he has to burn at the stake. Yeah. But it'll be very ironic if this is the stake on which he burns, I suppose. Um, His messaging has just been off the wall, too, even over the last 24, 48 hours. He's saying this. Oh, but wait, not that. Uh, actually, I changed my mind. We're doing this. So the status of the investigation is going crazy right now. Yeah. And then when we think of uh, coronavirus, we often think of the good old days, like going to a movie or maybe even seeing, uh, seeing someone's smiling face. Yeah. Well, consider this. Remember the good old days when the flu was a thing? It's a very quiet but crucially important story right now. Recent flu numbers in this country are down something in the neighborhood of 99.9%. So effectively, the flu no longer exists. Granted, we're not all the way through the flu season yet. Maybe the wave is coming. But we're supposed to believe that this is all because you wore a mask. You wore yeah. a mask and the flu disappeared. We'll get to the numbers later in the show. You, you should know these because uh, further circumstantial evidence that we've been had. We've been conned. Plus, uh, we have some hoax hate entries to close. And we will check in with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, and Trovo in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show. Because we are no good lowdown money grabbers, of course... It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related show and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Don't forget the show store is up and running. We have t-shirts, we have mugs, we have hats, we have stickers, we have it all. And uh, we may be bringing more soon. Plus, uh, we have special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Charity Swipes. They're a big supporter of the show. If you own or manage a business, you need to speak to Charity Swipes. They're a credit card processor just like Square and PayPal, but with lower fees, which means you keep more money in your pockets where it belongs. They have solutions for all types of businesses, from retail to restaurants to e-commerce. So no matter what kind of business you have, they have a program to meet your needs. And not only does Charity Swipes help businesses save on their credit card processing, but they're all about giving back to the community as well. As their name suggests, they give 30% of their annual profits to charities like Make-A-Wish, Wounded Warriors Project, and the Gary Sinise Foundation. So simply by working with Charity Swipes, you're supporting nonprofits across the country as well. You can get started with Charity Swipes today and receive a free card reader as well as free setup and training. You can view all the details of their offer at charityswipes.com mc. Every sign-up greatly supports our show. So if you own a business, do yourself and us a favor and uh, go check them out at charityswipes.com slash MC. You can find everything you need from Charity Swipes, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Uh, update on the Super Chat plans which kind of got thrown into limbo by all the Streamlabs nonsense tonight we're tonight and going forward we're going to try just a simple hard out time of eleven thirty eastern time uh 8 30 pacific so that would make a two and a half hour show 
So just be advised that if you send super chats later in the show or up against that deadline, they might not be read. And thanks to thanks to you guys for your patience while we figure this out. Lately, we've been getting the show through the show in in under two and a half hours anyway. So the goal here is that this is just a non-issue. We're we're trying to make as few changes as possible while keeping time constraints uh, reasonable. So we'll try that out. We know you guys hate the new show name, so trying to be gentle (laughs) here with the changes. Eventually, eventually you'll have to come around if you're if you're still holding on. and speaking on uh, super chat topics, uh, nobody emailed me. Shocking! Nobody emailed me wanting to continue using Streamlabs, but I did leave the door open in case you did. So we'll just move on because obviously there is not interest between Blonde and me to uh, keep using Streamlabs. So Tippy Stream does the exact same thing. It's linked in the description, just like Streamlabs was. So we'll go forward using that for now. Um, and as far as what's happened since last weekend, this week I thought Stream momentarily I thought Streamlabs had actually refunded the money. Yeah. It, and so I had tweeted that out. It turns out that actually our bank had claimed the money back from Streamlabs because I got in touch with our bank on a fraud claim. So they just worked much faster than I expected them to. That's good news in that the at least at least we haven't been or at least the money that was thieved is now back in our hands. Right, right. But Streamlabs has said nothing. So Streamlabs is still worthless. I thought maybe they had a moment of redemption. That said, they refunded Frank over it, quite frankly voluntarily they won't do it for us so they make it up as they go um and uh, there were of course are there are other streamers who had uh, the same thing happen to them and uh they are interested in legal pursuits and we are in communication we may join but all of that is still being discussed no additional news on that front last week we mentioned how cameo had produced some great moments in the show's history this is a service where you pay for a shout out from a celebrity so Rachel Dole is all thanking Blonde for keeping me woke. Uh, Rose McGowan saying that we're a terrific team and, and wishing Blonde the best of luck on the, on the 19th. Classic moments like that. And we had mentioned we hadn't had one for a while. Well, listener Rocky Range took the challenge to get a new cameo shout out for the show. And, uh, well, he delivered. Here's a new one. Hi. It's me, Davina DeCampo. Yeah, it is. <gasps> I know. You're shocked, aren't you? You didn't think I'd be here, but I am. Well, hey, blonde. You're looking good. Make sure you braid your hair for the fans, okay? And Matt, baby, with a slap in the rack, you're welcome to blow me away any day, hon. Oh, well, thank you. Love from me and Kyle. Bye. (laughs) That is drag queen Davina DeCampo. Uh, famous from RuPaul's Drag Race UK. That's all I know about this person. Why? What is that? <laughs> why is this a thing? Uh, why is Cameo a thing? Yes, but the drag culture, I don't understand it. Hmm. I Well, it'll shock you to learn that I've never watched uh, RuPaul's Drag Race or any of those sorts of shows. I, that is shocking. Although yeah. I do know some people who say they were interested in them before this was all politics infested. But I don't know. I mean, I just... I, I don't know. Are those shows politicized too? Or can you just uh, watch it? Remember the old days when you could watch a man dress up as a woman and it was just good old fashioned family entertainment. Those days are long gone, I guess. I don't know. Uh, there's another audience contribution as well. This is a show song from the YouTube channel. Hobo sermons, similar themes, but totally different presentation sung to the tune of house of the rising sun. There is a girl. 
and a man boy for again. They laugh and rage over leftist lines and the rise <laughs> of the Sims. <laughs> there is something you should say. Call the mad and blind show. <laughs> if you ever made love to man behind a tree, you know just <laughs> where to go. The mad and blonde show. Yay! Well done. That is, uh, as I mentioned, that's the channel Hobo Sermons. I will link it in the description after the stream if you want to check it out. Uh, moving on to the news. No. Actually, I, I was going to go into uh, Brian Sicknick. I forgot. We have one item before that, though, and that's Trump's speech. I mentioned Trump spoke at CPAC just a few hours ago. Uh, the speech was about an hour and a half, so pretty long. Uh, to me, the basic idea was miss me yet. It was uh, Trump ripping Joe Biden. Um, Trump made the case that Republicans in the Supreme Court lacked the courage to properly investigate election fraud. And he hinted that he may run again. Here's a few highlights from the speech. Thank you very much. And hello, CPAC. Do you miss me yet? Do you miss me yet? We all knew that the Biden administration was going to be bad. But none of us even imagined just how bad they would be and how far left they would go. He never talked about this. We would have those wonderful debates. He would never talk about this. We didn't know what the hell he was talking about, actually. <laughs> this alone should be reason enough for Democrats to suffer withering losses in the midterms and to lose the White House decisively four years from now. Actually, as you know, they just lost the White House, but uh, it's one of those things. But who knows? Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? Beautiful third time. I don't know if you can say that on YouTube. Win for a third time? Is that too edgy for Susan? We'll find out, I guess. No, I'm so checked out of this Trump thing. I can't do this again. I can't. I can't do it again. I'm not doing it again. I'm I not. uh. Um. Well, if if he were to run again in 2024, would I vote for him? I, I, yeah, I would. I mean, I think he did enough to earn my vote again. And certainly, the Democrats are so far beyond acceptable that there's a prevent or a defense angle to it too am i the biggest trump super fan no but i certainly would rather have him than the status quo i guess the the biggest question to me actually is it's not who i'd rather have it's to what degree does everyone's vote uh, what degree of legitimacy does everyone's vote actually have Uh, a low degree and i'm not going to sign up for another kushner shadow presidency i'm i'm off the trump train i'm done with this (laughs) it was jared pulling the strings the whole time wasn't it though and charles from jail that's how he Mm. got out (laughs) well anyway uh, yeah in any case you're not gonna uh, we're not gonna have a lot of uh trump power for the coming years so that's a conversation for the future i suppose um Trump Trump did also mention that he's fully on board with the Republican Party. He dismissed any notion that he would run as an independent candidate or anything like that. So Trump says he's all in on winning and help uh, winning as a Republican and helping Republicans win. So what? All these people are cut from the same cloth. Does it matter? Does it matter who he runs? It doesn't matter. We'll find out in four years time, I suppose. But in the here and now. 
Uh, we've discussed the story of Capitol Officer Brian Sicknick, the uh, the guy that we were told for weeks and during the second impeachment, uh, we, we were told this guy was killed by a fire extinguisher bludgeoning, except uh, he wasn't. All signs say he <laughs> died of a stroke or some other blood clot issue. As of a couple of weeks ago, the investigation sources speaking with CNN were saying that they were working on a theory that bear spray caused Sicknick's stroke. Even Mm. though Sicknick's stroke was hours after the riot had ended. And we know this because Sicknick returned to the police office and texted his brother that he was just fine. Now, uh, that is that's the theory that the investigators are officially working on now. And now investigation sources speaking with CNN say they've identified a suspect, but they have not named the suspect. But they do say. Yeah. Good question. They do say that the theory of this so-called murder is this bear spray causing a stroke incident, but it's so murky and weak. This is a quote from the CNN story. It remains a difficult case for investigators, and it's not clear what charge they will be able to bring. How how are they going to square that circle? When has that ever happened in the history of mankind? It does seem pretty weird to say we, we think we know who did it, but we can't really say what he did. I know sometimes there's a lot of nuanced detail in what charge to bring. But couldn't you give a range? Couldn't you say charges of this theme? And nowhere does nowhere in this story does it say some sort of murder charge, which yeah. was the original narrative. Now it's like maybe he sprayed some bear spray in the general vicinity, which caused this crazy death with Brian Sickney. Okay. That happened several hours later. How could they possibly even infer causation yeah it it does seem like there's uh some liberties being taken but it, we'll find out how totally legit this is in a few weeks time when they've pieced it all together and it's a, a very obvious conclusion yeah at the end of the day the only person that's going to have been killed is ashley babbitt in all this it, yeah in like in a very direct obviously causal way yeah mm-hmm. that uh, yeah that's a sad irony but i remain open to the evidence just give me the evidence um Speaking of the uh, the facts not supporting the narrative, we're we're uh, we're going to get a heavy dose of that very soon at the Derek Chauvin trial. Jury selection is scheduled to begin next Monday, March eighth. So get ready for this one. We are almost there. And Minneapolis, fresh off announcing they're not going to defund the police anymore, and they're actually going to refund the police to the tune of six million dollars. Looks like they're not messing around with security around the Hennepin County Courthouse either, according to local NBC station Care Eleven. It's starting to look like a war zone. Their words, not mine. It's surrounded by metal fencing and concrete barricades, including razor wire. And keep in mind, this is just protection for government elites. If you own a small business a few blocks away from the Hennepin County Courthouse, rioters presumably are still welcome to torch your livelihood and maybe even you if you remain on the premises. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, did you see the tweet from the ATF today? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yikes. The ATF is going for the Guinness World Record for roughest Twitter ratio of all time. Today is the 28th. I think that math is right. Today is the anniversary of the uh, initial raid of the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas. This morning, the ATF tweeted, Quote, we remember the fallen agents who made the ultimate sacrifice while trying to execute a search warrant. <gasps> Emphasis on execute, apparently. Oh, my gosh. And did you, did you, they link to a learn more page. Did you happen to click that? Yes, this is shocking. Just say nothing. Say nothing. Why yeah. Why do they even 
you, did you really have to post this one? You, you go to yeah. the ATF's reader about what happened at Waco. They still insist that it was all the Branch Davidians fault. They started the fire themselves and they killed themselves. That's what happened. Quote, a 51 day standoff ended when the Davidian compound erupted in fires, fire or fires, plural, set by cult members as law enforcement attempted to force them out by introducing tear gas into the building on April 19th. Well, I wonder if the tear gas had any incendiary properties. I wonder if the ramming of tanks into the building because it could have caused any friction induced sparks or anything like that. I wonder if maybe there were lights or torches that were tipped over in the presence of this incendiary gas. But uh but yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure the government would never lie about this sort of thing and celebrate itself on the anniversary of this. And, uh, you know, just just wait a few months until Joe sends ATF agents to your house to kick down your door and convince you to commit suicide by fire. Because yeah, that, seriously, that's what's coming soon with the gun control plans. But don't forget Janet Reno. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even on the PR, like you said, if you're the ATF and you really want to restore public trust and public image, just, you know, it's what's a few decades. What's some decades old history, right? Like, let's just put that behind us yeah. and move on. No, they have to insist that they are the good guys of Waco. Don't remind everybody that you murdered a bunch <laughs> of children. You morons. Yeah. Well, uh, Hey, speaking of gun control gone wrong. no, no, you like that one? Oh, uh, good, David yeah. Hogg's pillow company may already be dead. Recall David Hogg announced the project a few weeks ago, deciding to challenge Mike Lindell's my pillow empire in the pillow market. Hogg came up with good pillow after consulting everyone on Twitter for branding advice. This is the artwork. He, he, he solicited professional graphic design on Twitter, and this is the artwork they came up with. It's I'm pretty sure these are stock fonts and a smiley face colon parentheses, mm. but if you follow him on Twitter and the saga of this and the pledges that good pillow has made, it's everything. They're going to have a diversity board. They're going to have union labor. They're going to have sustainably sourced materials and sustainable uh, production. They have promised everything except the actual product of a good pillow from good pillow. You go to their website. You can't read about how great the pillow is because the product doesn't exist at least yet. Literally the only thing people care about. Yeah. And he has this terrible website, which he claims someone stayed up all night working on, even though it's full of numerous typos. And he's got this website that reads in part, uh, seven days ago, they said it could not be done. Seven days ago, we joked online about just how powerful a pillow company could be to the believers, those who dared to imagine a pillow company that could be about more than just pillows. Thank you for turning our wildest dreams into reality. Seven days ago, they said we couldn't make a splash page, but look at us now. We have a basic <laughs> high school level website. Look at us now. But the this is all uh, a perfect representation of this project overall. Big promises, self-congratulation, no actual yeah. product. And they're actually kind of a representation of progressivism or leftism overall. Big promises, self-pats on the back, no product to actually nothing, right? bring to market. Anyway, the reason I, I I bring this up is because the Good Pillow Twitter account has actually not tweeted for about three weeks now since February 10th. And the reason may be, at least as identified by uh, our friend Matt Palumbo over at Bongino Report, they don't actually have the trademark. That's right. <laughs> Someone sniped David Hogg on the trademark on February 9th. Someone registered this. Good Pillow LLC. And Good Pillow, well the, the company, has been 
kind of non-operational or on pause. At least they've shut up on Twitter in terms of promotion since then. David's business partner, William Legate, who designed that fantastic website that he stayed up all night making. He says uh, he tweeted uh, on the 16th. There is a fraudulent company going under the same name and selling fake products. We are considering our legal options. Unless I'm missing something, what legal options do you have? You don't own the trademark. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I wonder if if anyone has a, let's say, hypothetically, let's say I invented a new product or brand on this show and I kind of teased it, but then someone went and registered the product or brand before I actually did. Would I have legal standing to sue them for some kind of breach of intellectual property? No. Or is it is it just purely a race to the trademark office? It has to just be a race to the trademark. It seems like it'd be difficult to evaluate, especially with a name like Good Pillow. Like who the hell ever someone yeah. surely has said publicly, I am looking for a good pillow. Yeah. Please help me find a good pillow. Uh, how do you Yeah, they they're going to have no standing. Yeah, we'll see. So, you know, if you're waiting for David Hogg's good pillow, it's going to be a minute. Well, let's move into uh, a rough week for uh, Joe Biden. Every week's a rough week for Joe Biden. But it seems like people are finally waking up to maybe the deal that you took on this guy was a pretty bad one. Maybe (laughs) thinking he was hope and change V2 uh, was not correct. And perhaps you may have realized that uh, we haven't had a State of the Union address from Joe Biden yet. And that's sort of historically weird. Biden had said it would happen in February and then it didn't. Now it's unclear if it's even going to happen at all. And the probable reason is because every time this guy talks, it's a complete and total disaster. Absent minded old man babble. We've all seen it. And that's one thing. But at the end of last week, absent-minded old man babble drifted into a racial slur, not just any racial slur, but the racial slur, the Ooh. accidental utterance of the N-word. I'm eager to hear. Ooh. Eager to hear next. <laughs> okay. okay, so he was he was trying to say, I'm eager to hear next. But when you transpose some of those sounds, it gets a little rough. But that's- We're going to clip that and use it, right? Um, I, I guess it would fit in with a few sounders that I have this. That was Joe Biden speaking at the 2021 virtual Munich society conference. Now, of course, is it, it, it is Biden saying the N bomb? Is he being racist? No, he's making a mistake as he always does, but that's not the funniest part of the story. The funniest part of the story is Steven Crowder played that earlier in the week, kind of making fun of Joe Biden for saying the N word. And then, if you look at the the uh, captions on Steven Crowder's video, YouTube, Susan and YouTube's official transcript or official captioning of what Joe Biden said is repeatedly hard R N word on the screen. I, I sort of debated censoring this because I thought, well, will Susan punish me, even though this is Susan's creation. But I thought, well. You just got to go. This was the funniest part of this, this story. This is YouTube captioning on Biden's speech from our show yesterday. I'm eager to hear. I'm eager to hear. Nigger to hear next. <laughs> oh, he just dropped an N-bomb. Yeah, hold on oh a second. Gosh. I know what you're going to say. Not a word whisker, but it's a bad whisker. Here's we, just a case for those who missed it. Nigger to hear next. Nigger to hear. Nigger to hear. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a word whisker. How does Susan allow such things? Susan has to censor Susan at this point. Susan has to demonetize herself. Oh, man. This past tense. I, I'm, I'm going to Google this. Niggard. You can't say that. <laughs> 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 I 
Now I have to bleep that. You can't even quote the president of the United States. I mean, I, is it is it like a past tense verb? Uh, you consult Urban Dictionary, but please, my livelihood's on the line here. <laughs> Okay, what is that, the third time the N-word's ever been said on the show? Anyway. Okay. Okay, on PBS it says, I was out N-word, past tense, and I will never be out N-word again. PBS? It's a quote from a segregationist. Oh. But did they actually, they put it on there uncensored? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, Moving on before I get into any more trouble. um, It was also revealed, Biden himself also revealed this week that he carries a note card around to remind him of important facts. And this time it was how many people have uh, reportedly died of coronavirus. I promise you we are going to together beat this. And and I think that uh, I, uh, you know, but the idea that... um, over 500, I think it's, I have a card, I carry a card with me every day with the total number of folks who have been affected by the, uh, as of uh, yesterday, there were 500,071 people who have died from this. Yeah, he needs a note card reminder, even though he was like a day away from giving this big grandiose memorial to half a million deaths at the time of that. Oh, Lord. One thing that's definitely not on his note card is uh, important people's names. When he visited Texas this week to tour some of the damage of that freak winter storm, he struggled to remember the names of Texan officials. This one's just painful. And representatives, uh, Shirley Jackson Lee, Al Green, Sylvia Garcia, Lizzie Pinelli. Excuse me. Pinell. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, uh, Mayor Turner, Judge Hidalgo, uh, thank you all for welcoming us. Ooh, that was a rough 20 oh. seconds or so to get through. God, if you were anybody else on the planet, I'd feel sorry for him. But is it uh, okay to bask in an old man's dementia? You can see, look at this frame. Actually, it, it paused at a perfect frame. You can see him wincing in physical pain, trying to remember the names of people. Okay, and and just to, I don't know, correct or clarify some of the things that he said, it is Sheila Jackson Lee, the Democrat of Texas, not Shirley Jackson Lee. And Lizzie Pinnell, as he, I guess, calls in fairness, she's a a freshman congresswoman, as far as I understand. But she goes by her her uh, her name, Lindsay Fletcher. That apparently is her her maiden name, but sometimes both. Anyway, he stumbled over it's this is. This is not a, a, a man of uh, sound mind at this advanced age. That's the point. So what, what are we really doing here? And you can speculate why this sort of show is not being presented in front of a, a joint session of Congress, for example. They kind of do what they have to. Man, and, uh, painful. Just painful to listen to. Him. And remember, he didn't go to Texas until, what, a week or 10 days after the, the events? And then he shows up and yeah. stumbles through it as though that helps. Uh, yeah, th- th- I guess. Yeah, this this was the seven day prepared production for Texas was that. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe you're still of the persuasion. OK, yeah. so he misspeaks. OK, maybe he's old and his mental faculties are declining. Um, also president, though. So, um. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, okay. If you think that those criticisms are unfair, please tell me your favorite part of the renewed hope and change that is the Biden administration. Because you're still not getting your $2,000 corona check that you were promised. And now $15 minimum wage is off the table. Maybe that's your favorite part. Or maybe your favorite part of the Biden presidency is the return of kids in cages at the border. Or as the Washington Post calls it, migrant facilities for children. That's funny how that got rephrased. Uh, Maybe maybe you love the uh, world record for executive orders, 50 plus and counting. Or maybe... You just really love the renewed bombing of brown people. You've been a big fan the whole time. You just didn't like when Trump did it meanly. What do we got in terms of the uh, strike in Syria this week? Sorry, there's something in my eye. I'm going to read the Pentagon statement. This surprise to nobody. I will say Rose McGowan. Right on. She she gets it more often than not and not lately. I know she has her moments, right? Yeah. Um, So this is the Pentagon statement. At President Biden's direction, U.S. military forces earlier this evening conducted airstrikes against infrastructure utilized by Iranian-backed militant groups in eastern Syria. These strikes were authorized in response to recent attacks against American and coalition personnel in Iraq and to ongoing threats to those personnel. Super vague. Specifically, the strikes destroyed multiple facilities located at a border control point used by a number of Iranian-backed militant groups. This is my favorite part. This proportionate... Military response Mm. was conducted together with diplomatic measures, including consultation with coalition partners. The operation sends an unambiguous message. President Biden, President Biden, will act to protect American and coalition personnel. At the same time, we've acted in a deliberate manner that aims to de-escalate. Yes, this is clearly a (laughs) de-escalation. The overall situation in both eastern Syria and Iraq. Um, This is just more of the same, right? Did that, that say anything? So so many words, basically. No, and even the subheading at NBC, the uh, Pentagon press secretary says the bombing caused, quote, casualties, but he said it was too early to say how many fighters were killed or wounded. So we don't even have a full accounting of uh, the the damage here. And uh, the the other thing that NBC here is not reporting on, and I think is very crucial the the bombs themselves were very inclusive you can see the photo here they had a trans flag stripes and black lives matter graphics on the bomb so it's way different yeah when you do it this way and actually this i don't know who did the shop this is posted by um luke radkowski and there are lots of uh, debunkers, citizen fact checkers replying to him saying, that is not real. Why are you misleading people? I can't believe you would spread such misinformation like this woman here. Oh, uh, here's the original photo. It doesn't have a Black Lives Matter sticker on it. Thanks, Paul. Really, yeah, really. appreciate it. I, I would have been duped were it not for you. The reaction, the political reaction, has been very interesting to watch. I, I of course, recall harsh media treatment for uh, and, and political criticism for Trump for the Syrian airbase strike, as well as the killing of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani at the ba- at the Baghdad airport. And plenty of that criticism was deserved. I'm not saying that it wasn't, because not a lot of people are interested in Middle Eastern forever wars, justifiably mm-hmm. so. But now the tone starts to shift. Because suddenly protecting U.S. assets in the Middle East and responding to aggression is very, very important. Political Politico might as well have used the quote defensively, Susan, in their subheading. All right. Headline U.S. carries out airstrike in Syria after rocket attacks. Subheading. The strike was defensive in nature. 
but was a response to three attacks endangering Americans. Uh, and the, <laughs> they were so hurried to say defensively, Susan, they actually put it. They didn't even proofread it. Endangering Americans in Iraqi this month. Good job, oh, no. Politico. Big rush to defend what you would otherwise be ripping is indefensible. Uh, Amy Siskind or Siskind, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name, but she's a Democratic organizer and strategist. This really sums it up. She's got the rainbow flag and the blue check, of course. It's so different having military action under Biden. No middle school level threats on Twitter. Trust Biden and his team's competence. And then one of the responses is such a quiet attack. No drama, no TV coverage of bombs hitting targets. No comments on how presidential Biden is. What a difference. She's just talking about the coverage of it. I, that, that's what's hilarious. Like, I assure you, if you're on the strike site in Syria, it was just as loud. Yeah. Definitely just as loud. <laughs> yeah. It's just CNN's not blasting it the whole time. And you're admitting, well, my view of things like international politics and outright warfare is determined by the level of rage presented to me on CNN or not. That is how I form my view of the world. She is an actual NPC admitting to uh, it yeah, gleefully. Honest, at least. It's it, 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 you're supposed to be telling these people that they form their political opinions based on whether things are viewed as kind or unifying or tolerant is supposed to be making fun of them, but they're outright admitting to it. Yeah. My view on warfare itself, if it's a polite war, a considerate <laughs> war, yeah. a unifying war, then it's, then I'm, I'm just fine with it. Jen Psaki. Ugh. Uh, turns out people dug this old tweet up from 2017 when, tr when Trump did very, a very similar thing. She said, what is the legal authority for these strikes? Assad is a, a brutal dictator, but Syria is a sovereign country. Hey, that'd be uh, an interesting thing to ask her. If you asked her the exact same question today, she did not return media inquiry for clarification on that prior tweet and what her views of it are now, but a white house spokesperson says, quote, the president acted pursuant to inherent self-defense powers enshrined in our constitution and the UN charter. We had a rigorous process to include legal review of the strikes conducted. Uh, okay. Of course the, uh, the constitution delegates uh, war making authority to Congress, not to the president, but sure, we'll go with this. That's fine. I just, uh, it seems that, uh, that uh, maybe this wouldn't have been argued last year at this time. I don't know. I, I will. I have to give credit where due, though, because actually not all Democrats are totally flipping on their views yeah, of yeah. principle here. So good for them. Tim Kaine. Can you even remember who he is? He was nearly the vice president of the United States, supposedly. Oh, yeah. But he's still a senator from Virginia. And uh, and actually not just Tim Kaine, but even Ilhan Omar. OK, I take no joy in crediting Ilhan Omar. But uh, she questioned Jen Psaki on this, responding to. Her, her old tweet saying good question about what is the constitutional authority for this. So Ilhan Omar bucked the uh, Biden administration on this one. Tim Kaine. Sorry um, about some stuff. <laughs> go on. No, we've nope. already been in, we've already been in enough trouble tonight. All right. <laughs> I didn't say it. I just said what Biden said. What's the, You're what's quoting the, big the deal? president. I get it. Quoting the president. You're following his leadership. We've been told for years that whatever the president says, mindless drones follow. So mm -hmm. that's just that's just what we're doing. <laughs> okay, uh, Senate Democrats Tim Kaine and Chris Murphy uh, are also pushing back, questioning why Joe Biden ordered the strike without consulting Congress. 
Uh, Tim Kaine says, quote, the American people deserve to hear the administration's rationale for these strikes and its legal justification for acting without coming to Congress. Offensive military action without congressional approval is not constitutional absent extraordinary circumstances. Congress must be fully briefed on the matter expeditiously. And uh, Rose McGowan, as you mentioned, who maybe her prior praise of the show will become sincere and non-ironic. She's almost all the way there. Yeah. She tweeted, quote, evil lives and it's bombing Syria. Joe Biden, you are pure evil. So. Whoa. Look at that. I mean, regardless of your perspective on this, uh, anybody who is at least philosophically consistent or consistent on principles, I will credit, even if I don't necessarily agree with the principles. I just I like to see that. And this has been interesting to watch politically. Yeah. We shall see uh, what happens in uh, Syria and Iraq. Let's see. Um, the trans wars segment here is going to be a little bit lengthy, but I don't know. Do, should we take a break now or should we just go power through the uh, some of the trans stuff? Or maybe we could just talk about part of it, like Rand Paul and Dr. Rachel. It's up to you. What I want is to not make a decision. Well, in classic female form. Absolutely. I would never put you in such a predicament. Thank you. Let's talk. Uh, let's just talk Rand Paul and Dr. Rachel quickly, and then we'll take a break. But it has been a week of battles over transgender ideology this week. And uh, the House uh, that that is uh, mostly because the House passed the Equality Act. And we'll get into that in a moment. But Rand Paul had this viral question with uh, HHS Deputy Secretary nominee Dr. Rachel at his confirmation hearings this week, Dr. Rachel Levine, formerly Dr. Richard Levine, uh, plus Congresswomen. Uh, well, we'll get into that later. The Marie Newman and the Marjorie Taylor Greene stuff. Let's talk Rand and Rachel. So Rachel Levine is uh, is a former Pennsylvania health official nominated as HHS assistant secretary. And uh, Rachel Levine is really known for two things. The um, the first of which is shipping her. His or her, I'm going to get, I'm going to get confused on how to refer to this person throughout, but you know, that's kind of the nature, uh, shipping, um, his, his, well, shipping your grandma who's Corona positive back into the nursing home while taking his mom out. That was a controversial policy for Dr. Rachel in Pennsylvania, somewhat Cuomo-esque. So we know that about Dr. Rachel and we know that Dr. Rachel is a transgender person, formerly Dr. Richard Levine. And anyone pretending that that isn't the sole reason that Dr. Rachel was selected for this role within the uh, federal health department is kidding themselves. That is the singular sole reason. reason? Levine, you say? <laughs> All I'm saying is if, doc if it's still Dr. Richard, this is not a selection. It's not happening. It is part of the diversity checkboxes. That's what we're dealing with here. Is he post-op? I don't know if Dr. Rachel has actually had any kind of surgical intervention, but, uh, that doesn't, it doesn't count then chop it off. You, you do have to cut to earn, yeah. to earn your stripes. I think that's a fair compromise. Uh, Rand Paul. So Dr. Rachel's taking questions before the Senate committee. Uh, Rand Paul asked Dr. Levine repeatedly if he supports transitioning children without parental notification or consent. And Dr. Rachel refused to answer the question. American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development of their secondary sexual characteristics. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, 
as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Well, Senator, thank you for your interest nah. in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field um, with robust research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I will look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah, medicine. The specific question was about minors. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. Do you support the government intervening to override the parent's consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. Let it go into the record that the witness refused <sighs> to answer the question. Man, God wants us to stop this. Like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like this, this is this has got to end. This is child abuse. We we have to stop this as a society. Also, this is an aside. We're going to find out the hard way. That seems pretty clear. Totally. Yeah. What makes an ugly man think that his life is going to be easier? as an ugly woman. <laughs> I don't know. Must be all the uh, misogyny that exists in our society. I, I was don't looking, even understand. I was looking for a, uh, <laughs> I was looking for a text to uh, a text to speech generator that would do a parrot voice. Cause I really wanted to hear, I can't even do a good parrot impression, but complex and nuanced field, robust <laughs> research. That's all it was over and over yeah. again, multiple times. Yeah, I get it's a complex and nuanced field. Of course, Rand Paul was smeared as a um, a transphobe for this and as a bigot. Um, a, a few things I want to say about this exchange on a purist level. Obviously, this should not be a federal issue at all. These aren't questions for the federal government ever to consider or ask or answer. It has no authority to do this. But of course, we don't live in the, the world of the Constitution. We live in the world uh, where the U.S. Health Department has not only massive influence to issue recommendations for best practices, but they have outright mandate authority um, for things like Medicare, Medicaid, other federal programs. So it, it it's not actually an unfair question to ask. I know people are acting like Rand Paul just hates trans people and is throwing this out there as though it came from nowhere, just out of the blue. But it actually is a relevant question to ask. And the reason it's relevant is because Dr. Rachel, I don't know if you knew this, Dr. Rachel is a pediatrician professionally okay specializes in medicine for the youth and not only that but dr rachel has had plenty to say about gender transitions for kids uh, at a 2012 conference on uh, medicine various medical issues and healthcare practices dr levine gave a speech on treatment of transgender youth and just last year Dr. Rachel was tweeting about a study that showed that giving trans kids puberty blockers has positive effects. Now, in fairness to Dr. Rachel, I I don't I haven't seen any claim of of Dr. Rachel's that we should go beyond parental consent and actually give gender transition treatment. Oh, to, that is the next step, clearly. Well, but it's a fair question. If you're saying that this is advisable for youth, 
It's a fair question to ask. Would you support government intervention beyond parental wishes? Yeah. Yeah. And even if you support or believe in transition treatment for children, you'd still think you'd be able to say, well, I think it's helpful, but I value parental consent and parental oversight of the child far beyond my own judgment. So I would never intrude upon a parent's judgment in that way. It seems like a pretty simple question to answer beyond complex and new. What are the complexities and nuances of the field that suggest or leave open the idea that we should go beyond parental consent, that we should disregard parental consent? It's, a, it's not even a medical question to ask. It's a moral question. It's a philosophical question, but. Apparently, it's one you can't ask, and it's treated as hateful, even though it's directly relevant to Dr. Rachel's career and past positions on this issue. Anyway, that's that's where we stand on that front, and that's only part of the uh, the transgender battles this week. We got uh, Marie Newman and Marjorie Taylor Greene coming up in a little bit, but let's take a break. We are due for one, unless you had more to say about Dr. Rachel. What is your... Because I'm with you that we're going to learn the hard way, the lessons for these sorts of things. But what uh, what sort of punishment do you think God will bring upon us for this sort of thing? What kind of plague are we going to get? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have this internal battle like God doesn't want us to murder people. We're not the ones that should pass judgment. And then I see this this Dr. Rachel character and I'm like, kill it with fire. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm even supposed to do about Susan. this. I mean, seriously, this is super evil. Um, children don't have the capacity to make decisions about their bodies to that degree and to make decisions that are going to damage them permanently. Uh, they're taking away familial autonomy also. So, yeah. so it's not like parents and then parents are totally brainwashed. So they're making decisions for their children like this, too. This is end of society level shit. This is it's over. Um, you know, I mean, I, I can't even believe that we're here just started with gay marriage and now they're like, Oh, my, my seven year old wants to cut his dick off. It's, it's happened so fast I, to this day. I will never understand the logical consequence. And I used to laugh at Rick Santorum 10 years ago for saying, if we were to normalize and legalize gay marriage, it's going to be yeah. marrying dogs and cutting off children's genitalia. And I would have said, come on, that's nonsense. There's no reason why those logically follow. And to this day, I, I'm not even clear why they, would or should have to but there's no doubt that the further we've gone down in normalizing a lot of these things it, it never stops that is to say yeah. i was kind of off the train for me when the supreme court decided that gay marriage was the law of the land looking back i don't think that's the correct court decision yeah. i think that's not the supreme court's decision to make the constitution is silent on that issue in my opinion but when that <sighs> happened a good old progressive me back then thought okay you know, that's legal equality for everyone. Job well done. Let's move on to some more important things and let's all live prosperous lives. But that wasn't good enough. The progressive no. left continued and said, OK, it's not good enough just to have equal rights in this way. You have to celebrate us. You must be held captive at the gay rights parade in assless chaps clapping for us forcibly yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It's never there is no logical stopping point. That's the problem. I, and it goes to show a slippery slope is always dismissed as a fallacy. Yeah, it's not necessarily it can be, but it's not necessarily. But even in this case, I don't even like calling it a slippery slope because the logical connection between things like gay marriage and the government intervening to transition a child's gender. <laughs> what the hell is even the logical? Con what's the logical connection in that case? It's hard to make, but it's happened in sequence. There's no denying that. 
what are we supposed to do? Jesus cannot possibly want us to be tolerant of this. <laughs> well, if you believe them, Jesus is over there smoking smoking a blunt in the corner saying, yeah, man, you do you. And by you, I mean the government and you force it on everyone. Also, uh, everyone has to give all their money to the guy. I mean, whatever. It, all I know is what we, the things we are talking about are wildly unnatural in a bizarre and immoral way. And there will be consequences for it. I, I, I think that, I think there are so many problems that stem from the erosion of traditional gender norms. And that's not to say I want anybody forced into traditional gender norms, but men and women are generally most happy and productive in a traditional role. And there are so many consequences that happen when we erode those things. This is a manifestation of it. Men and women are the same. There's no distinction between them. They can morph between one or the other. And we should force children who might not fit squarely in one box before they're even developmentally finished. We should just... We should just intervene and change their lives forever. Yeah. Yeah. This is, and it's, and keep in mind, this is return to normalcy, moderate Biden. That was the premise on which a lot of people bought. Oh, a return to normalcy. Okay. Well, this is your normalcy. I hope you enjoy it. They will. Um, Hey, let's do a few super chats. Holden Mulray, I just learned that 14-year-olds and younger are capable of of contracting with the government to make life-altering choices. I guess student (laughs) loans are not as complex and nuanced as child gender reassignment. (laughs) Yeah, what are they going to say about that? That's a a, uh, well-timed super chat and a good comparison. Yeah, I would like to hear the response. By the way, uh, DLive is still... We can't really do anything over there, but I can open the, the meager, modest treasure chest that still exists. So stand by for that, guys. Grim Turd. Hello, Beauty and the Beta. Any opinions on the Greater Idaho Movement of Five Oregon Counties to expand into Idaho borders? I think this is fantastic, although I know people in Idaho are not super jazzed about it. Um, I heard that, yeah. that there's a vote that's going to happen, right? These counties are going to hold secession votes. I saw I Tim Pool post know. a video about it, but I have not watched it in full. Apparently, I should definitely be- know this. Uh, it doesn't seem very feasible to me, but that doesn't mean that it's impossible. Um, I bet there I li- are I counties like in Eastern Oregon that you would rather have than Boise, for example. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Doc Bailey can't watch tonight. Hot date with an awesome lady. Just wanted to say Trump saying maybe I'll beat them a third time was golden. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, uh, he's not he's not uh, he's not a political messiah, but there's just things about his style that I appreciate. And that's one of them. And it was it was nice to hear from him in that way. Like it was just kind of fun and jovial and it wasn't. I, I just you know, I just enjoy it. I enjoyed it stylistically. It was fun to watch. Brett Holman says, Matt and I once made love, but then Don entered with fistfuls of hormone treatment, therapy, and surgical masks. We never finished. Ew. <laughs> uh, Philip Hayden says, stonks, ladies. Stonks. Long yeah, what's Dong going on John. with that? Uh, there was another GameStop surge, and I think Robin Hood intervened again. I didn't follow the story what? very closely. But there was kind of a repeat of the whole event this week. Um, Long Dong John says, Hey Matt, that awesome chick who puts the timestamps in the comments of each stream is having her comments hidden the last few weeks by YouTube. Oh, what? that's, that's my job. I'll, um, I'll check that out. Okay. If will... you are, by the way, I know that's much appreciated by the audience and I, it's just something that I don't have a ton of time to do myself. So if you are that person, send me an email and I can work out how we can make sure that's not happening. Or alternatively, if you're a person who wants to volunteer to do that, Send me an email. I know that's really useful to a lot of people. So 
Let's get that yeah. organized. Sometimes when you have a link, it will go to spam. Maybe that's um, it, yeah. I bought PN says my favorite plaid clad podcast duo. Keep bringing that Sandy safe space. Yes. I saw your comments about how I look like a lesbian. I know. I, I actually like didn't. Uh, I didn't notice that we're both. Yeah. I didn't notice that we're both plaid plaid clad as the chatter put it. That's pretty cool. That's true. Let's just do two more right now. Laurel says acting Capitol police chief says malicious present on January 6th are planning to blow up the Capitol during the state of the union. Oh, is that why that why there was no, uh, no speech, I'm sure. Not because Biden might have accidentally dropped the N-bomb in the middle of it. Ooh, disturbed 2K7. Sup fam, are you a butt man or a boob man, blonde? Not a dude. I'm not a, I am not any kind of man. Hmm. But I did read an article about how um, butt men are less misogynistic. Really? I would have predicted the opposite, I guess. Hmm. And... You know, I appreciate when a man is a butt man because of my flat chest. Yeah. I can't um, comment on this without getting in trouble, but it, it's all about no homo. It's just all about proportions. You know, proportions are more important than raw metrics. That's not an answer. It, Matt, same question, but in reverse is well, also in this what's comment. the reverse. He's asking if you're a butt or a boob man. Um, it's a trap. Ping, obvi- ping obviously, two. my wife is perfectly proportionate in every way and it's all about proportion seriously speaking it is though because yeah yeah it's it's just got to be how about this proportional and not obese those are my basic asks (laughs) in modern society yeah this this obsession with giant boobs i don't really get it no eh, eh, how far do i want to go down this i've had experiences in my younger years where young women of size appear unduly proud or confident of the of their of their bust size when that is uh not actually appealing i refer to the fappening once again (laughs) kate upton very disappointing boobs also christina hendrix it's just it's just too it's too much boob there is an upper limit for boob size Hmm. she's the ginger from mad men uh i don't know i never really watched the show i've seen it here and there she has comically large fake breasts. You should Google her right now. Um, he also said, uh, also seems like the government is going hard against Liberty. Love you guys. Much homo. Yee. Yeah. I see you're not Googling Christina Hendricks boobs. Oh, okay. All right. I'll do one more. Uh, Francois de la Pierone. How pissed was Dr. Levine when he and or she found out he and or she was getting paid only 77% of what he and or she <laughs> would have earned as a real man. Yeah. You wonder if uh, his or her federal wage is going to be dependent now based on the identification. I mean, I'm not going to look for nudes here, but I can see based on some photos that, uh, yeah, I I can see what you're describing. Christina Hendricks boobs. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You have the search history of a 12 year old. I really do. Yeah, Yeah. It's too, it's too, they're too big, too big. Um, okay, we'll circle back. All right. We'll circle back. Well, let's uh, let's catch up on Streamlabs for a minute. And actually, Trovo, too. Um, let's see. Chubby Stubby gifting subs on Trovo. That's appreciated. Late to the party. Also, uh, renewing a subscription appreciated. I think it's functioning, but, you know, Trovo is a bizarre animal, so I do my best. Thank you guys for trying to build a community over there. We do have a handful over on uh, Tippy Stream. 
our new Streamlabs substitute. Cameron says, on this day, Redcoats began a siege on a church believed to be stockpiling weapons. In the end, they burned down the church. Uh, they burned down the church, killing 70 men, women, and children. Wait, that was the U.S. government in 1983. Fuck the ATF and don't give up your guns. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons learned, hopefully, but maybe not. Uh, Michu says, uh, my fiance, Karian, uh, committed suicide Friday night. Oh my lord. My God. We used to watch the stream together. I want her to be remembered as a stunningly beautiful woman who just wanted to smile. My God, I'm really sorry to hear that, man. I uh wow. if if uh if I can help out, please send me an email. And um and I hope that you are are doing as well as you possibly can. I know these things uh are very difficult to process and understand. So uh I just hope that you're in a good mental space and thank you guys for tuning in and um and as i said if i can if i can help out please just send me an email yikes phil says still can't comment on the happenings of the week without fed posting not that it has stopped me in the past but still press f for the deletion of accounts from twitter saturday night as well were there additional twitter bannings on saturday night Mm -hmm. Uh, twitter is so backward and and broken that i just don't care anymore i mean like even my account people have sent me so many photos if you look at my account without following me no matter what image or video i post it's sensitive content it's behind a wall and then if you search my name on twitter at least for a lot of people i won't even pop up like you had you know i'm there or you don't that's it i'm a ghost canadian egg says maybe someone at Streamlabs accidentally gorilla glued your money to them and they're awaiting surgery to refund you maybe we'll never know uh witwatt says there's 1.2 trillion transgenders in the usa ask yourself do i personally know someone who is transgender uh, sorry not 1.2 trillion 1.2 million i misread i thought you were exaggerating but 1.2 million which i believe is actually the accurate figure at least as reported approximately 512,000, zero people died of COVID in the U.S., quote unquote. Statistically, you have a better chance of knowing a transgender person. COVID is fake. (laughs) COVID is fake like transgenders are. The whole thing. It's all fake. The whole thing is all the show. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I guess I've I've known a few transgender people in my life. But honestly, uh, as far as people... People who claim to be, I guess. Yeah, not not super well, but people in my personal life, yeah. Um, But as far as coronavirus deaths, I, I don't have a personal connection to an alleged death yet. I know a lot of people do. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but uh, I, I think there might be some liberties taken on that front, too. Late to the Party 7 says, thank you both for what you do. I'll pick up. Uh, I'll be picking up my first AR next weekend and uh, get familiar with it. Uh, good for you. Suicidality is markedly high or markedly higher with trans people and higher levels of IPV with the Nordic paradox. What's the Nordic paradox? I don't know what any of that meant. I don't, uh, I know that the, the suicide rate among transgender people is very high. That's the first point he was making, but, and as far as I understand, that's true regardless of medical intervention that, whether you get to chopping or whether you get to hormones, that yeah. that tends to remain true regardless. Uh, but congrats on deciding to protect yourself. And of course, uh, getting skilled and uh, and using that thing correctly is a great choice. So all the best with that. Let's see. Uh, I guess we will call it uh, good there and come back. 
Oh, I don't have my Jen Psaki sounder handy. So we'll circle back later. Anyway, um, let's hop back into the uh, transgender wars. Because it, it, it got into a weird fight with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Marie Newman this week. So this all, uh, as, as I mentioned, this is all done in reference to the fight over the Equality Act, the so-called Equality Act that was the focus in Congress this week. And it's it spawned this fight between these two congresswomen. And it all started with Marie Newman of Illinois giving a floor speech about her biologically male daughter. Americans like my own daughter, who years ago bravely came out to her parents as transgender. I knew from that day on my daughter would be living in a nation where most of its states she could be discriminated against merely because of who she is. And yet it was still the happiest day of my life. Ugh. So it was a whole speech about how my son came out at 20 or whatever as uh, actually a girl. And we're going with that. OK, whatever. Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia replies, as mothers, we all love and support our children. But your biological son does not belong on my do- in my daughter's bathrooms, locker rooms, or sports teams. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know how that's that controversial. Controversial, yeah. It's like, obviously, I support your love for your kid as a mom. Yeah. But you do not, you do not get to put my daughter at a disadvantage or a risk because of the way that your son has either decided to or feels compelled exactly. to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... It's Marjorie Taylor Greene, so this is a big controversy. It's a hateful statement, apparently. And um, and so Marie Newman decides to respond to um, to that particular tweet beca- because these two are actually neighbors in the congressional office. They their offices are right next to each other. So Marie Newman posts a video of herself putting up a transgender flag outside her office in front of Marjorie Taylor Greene's office because this is going to make Marjorie Taylor Greene very, very mad. uh, Okay. I mean, as though anybody actually cares. Do you think Marjorie Taylor Greene would walk out of her office and be horrified by the sight of blue and pink stripes on a flag? The point is... You don't get to victimize my daughter with your policy. And also these things shouldn't be happening uh, through through top down, federally crammed down legislation. You put up whatever flag you want, lady, who really gives a shit? Yeah. So it's it's a dumb stunt that that really does nothing. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in my opinion, probably should have just left it there because it doesn't really matter, politically speaking. But Mar- if if she followed my advice, she probably wouldn't be Marjorie Taylor Greene and Marjorie Taylor Greene got elected to Congress and I did not. So <laughs> you do you, MTG. But Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to up the ante by posting a sign outside of her office that says there are only two genders. Trust the science. Okay. Bold. I, yeah, it's I, crazy that that is a bold stance these days. Yeah, I know that's that's controversial. It's hate speech. Uh, obviously, as the fact, as far as the facts, I'm on Marjorie Taylor Greene's side. I, I'm very frustrated as a taxpayer. I hate when people say that, as though it makes you special because we're all taxpayers. But like, what what the hell are we doing? Why are we sending these people our money? 
this is the price you pay for civilization. It's the price I pay for a high school cat fight. This is like they're writing on each other's lockers or some bullshit. Clearly, I'm more on one side than the other. But why? Why are we doing this? Anyway, a hilarious aside in this story. Uh, People were posting or reposting Marie Newman's original video of the trans flag and Facebook took that down as hate speech. So Marie Newman got very mad. Oh, uh, my 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 post was censored as hate speech, but uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's video is still up. Supporting transgender Americans is not hate speech. But of course, you're still on board. Presumably, I shouldn't put words in her mouth. I'm going to speculate that Marie Newman is still fine with Facebook censoring hate speech that she thinks is hate speech. Just not if it's her speech. Don't censor mine, but censor the rest of the plebs. That's fine. Very ironic. I, I've, I've probably gone too far in this conflict because it obscures what the Equality Act actually is. And I don't want to be too alarmist about this. But it did pass the House 224 to 206. Three Republicans joined all Democrats. It's not going anywhere unless Democrats eliminate the filibuster. And even if they wanted to do that, they have hurdles to clear with Joe Manchin and others being opposed. So this thing is not going to clear 60 votes in the Senate. They already passed a Still. version of this in the past. <laughs> The it's fact not that anybody happen. is advocating for this is somewhat shocking. Yeah, it is important to recognize what this is to the extent that all Democrats, at least as far as I understand, every single House Democrat supported this thing. It just lets you know where the Democratic Party stands. It's important in that regard. The general idea of the Equality Act is to amend the Civil Rights Act to prohibit discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity in employment, housing, public accommodations, public education, credit, and the jury system, among a few other venues. You may recall last summer that the Supreme Court ruled, in in my opinion, a ridiculous decision by Neil Gorsuch that the Civil Rights Act already protects against discrimination um, for sexual orientation or gender identity. But that was only in the employment context. So this would not only codify that into law, but make what, what the proponents view as discrimination illegal in a whole host of other settings in American life. So as I mentioned, it, it's not going anywhere. So don't, don't get too worked up about it, but do understand exactly what this means. And it's funny because if you ask the supporters of this bill, exactly what it means, all they do is deflect and obscure right, right. and repeat generic buzzwords like, Oh, it's equality. Like who would oppose such a thing? This was Marie Newman, the lady in the fight with Marjorie Taylor Greene at the end of a segment on CNN discussing the fight Asked straight up by Alison Camerata, um, can you just describe the Equality Act to the viewers? And she basically, she, she really couldn't. She kind of stumbled and bumbled and said, all the criticisms are red herrings. Listen to this. About the Equality Act, can you tell our viewers ex- exactly what it is? And, and Congresswoman Green and her allies and supporters seem very concerned about the idea of transgender women competing in women's sports. So can you address that concern? Certainly. That's called a gigantic red herring (laughs) that is introducing something that has nothing to do with anything. Uh, The Equality Act is meant to prevent discrimination in housing, uh, employment, in public spaces, private spaces. This is just meant to prevent discrimination. This is not meant to do anything else. So these red herrings about 
Uh, religious liberties, by the way, we all know that that's already written into our Constitution. That's why we revere our Constitution. The Equality Act is just simply about uh, creating an uh, equal world for everybody. What, what does that even mean? It's just about equality, that's all. Who could possibly oppose equality? What's wrong well, what with you? What a stupid goal, creating an equal world for everybody. Is that really the world that people want to live in? Imagine that world. Everybody take a second and imagine if we are all equal in every regard. Yeah, as, though, as though it's achievable. Anyway, the, the only yeah. way to achieve that sort of thing would be to reduce everybody to the lowest common denominator. You yeah. can't enhance people to a heightened level of equality. You can only Go lower people. Burn that hot chick's face with acid. Right. If you burn what everyone's you face with acid, then we're all equal. But you can't really enhance someone's face to be, uh, you know, a 10. Anyway, this is the way that they frame it. Oh, it's just all about equality. Who would oppose such a thing? These are red herrings. Well, if okay, if I wish follow up follow up questions you'll never get on CNN. If this is a red herring, okay, well then it's fair to ask you, um, would you support letting local school districts decide this transgender sports issue? If her answer is no, well then it's not a red herring. You want this decided federally that boys are going to race girls in in track and field events because otherwise it's discrimination. If it's a red herring, you should ask her. Okay, well, are you fine with uh, letting churches associate freely? If her answer is no, well, then it's not a red herring. If her answer is yes, then why do you need the Equality Act? Yeah. You got to pick one. And they're, they're not red herrings. They're specific provisions of the bill or at least reasonable readings or inferences from the language of the bill. Because the question is, what counts as discrimination? What they call discrimination, you might call association. Right. You cherish your right to pick which church you want to go to, to decide what school you want to send your kids to, all of these things. Those are your free choices with whom to associate. They say if you make any of those choices on the basis of your disagreement with uh, transgender ideology or gay rights ideology, that you would be discriminating potentially in violation of federal law. Um, if they decide that discriminating your local school's sports teams, it, that the concept of men's and women's teams as biologically defined is discrimination in violation of the equal rights act then sure that means that if you have a young girl who's on the high school track team she's going to watch all of her training go out the window because the equality act says it would be discrimination not to let uh brandon turned into brenda over there race her (laughs) okay it's that that's just a in fairness that's a inference from the language of the the statute as far as i understand a reasonable one but it's not it the statute does not say boys are going to race girls in high school it's just the question is would high schools be in violation of it if they had those policies in place on the on the religious liberty angle it's much more specific the equality actually the equality act actually exempts itself from the religious freedom restoration act the religious freedom restoration act was uh, or is federal law that ensures interests of religious freedom are protected it was struck down as unconstitutional as it applies to the states but in terms of the federal government's application it's still on the books but suppose you have religiously based objections to homosexuality or gay marriage or transgenderism. Now, if you are found to be discriminating against either in any context, which could be hiring or firing or what sort of activities you choose to practice or celebrate in your church or not, it would mean you could be held legally liable if you're discriminating on the basis of these issues. 
which is very weird in current context, too, because I, I've just been told for weeks that private businesses can do what they want when they're banning right. people off Twitter yeah. or YouTube or elsewhere. Private businesses can do what they want when Disney doesn't like Gina Carano's tweets about uh, precursors to the Holocaust. Uh, private businesses can do what they want when um, Bed Bath & Beyond doesn't want to carry my pillows anymore. But all of a sudden, if private businesses are like, ah, some of this uh, transgender ideology stuff has gone too far. Well, now too private far, businesses right. can't. Yeah do what they want so uh the the broader issue i, I kind of get frustrated too by the framing of this in a religious way not that i think that religious objections are illegitimate i i don't think that i think they're perfectly legitimate but i think it's kind of a subset or a, a broader a piece of the broader right to association mm-hmm. i don't need to be yeah. religious in my reason to want to associate with something or not Plus, how the hell do you even evaluate or judge what is a religious belief versus a non-religious belief? Yeah, especially with this political climate. (laughs) So it's just a question of do you have a right to associate with whomever you want for whatever reasons you want? And I understand the response from people would be, well, what are you saying? Like the Civil Rights Act as a whole is... uh, is a bad idea? Yeah, kind of. In the context of private businesses, yes. And right. I will differentiate. Do I think that the government should be discriminating against transgender people? To the extent that the government exists to protect all of our rights, no. Do I think that that means that I should be able to go down the street and tell that guy how to run his business, who he must let in, who he must hire, who he can't kick out? Yeah. Whether it's a church or the neighborhood bar? No, I don't because it's not my property and we have yeah. to respect private property rights. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, also, you can't stop anybody from discriminating. Of course not. Or really prove that that's what they're doing. So this is all a pointless endeavor to begin with. Yeah, exactly. How many successful prosecutions do you think, not prosecutions, but uh, lawsuits do you think there will be for someone who says, you you, you try to get a job at whatever local store and you say they didn't hire me because I'm transgender? No, it's because you you don't have the work history that's necessary for And how are they going to how are they going to prove in your mind that the judgment was made unless you have a text record that says, lol, I told that tranny to get out. Which I do. (laughs) Maybe if you get blondes text records, you might find that. But most people in a position of hiring or firing HR managers, I think, are going to be pretty careful about their language in general. Yeah. So. This is what this is what the the Equality Act is all about. And the last thing I wanted to mention really quickly, I really wish I had more time to talk about this this week, because, of course, you heard Marie Newman there say, well, well, the Constitution protects your religious rights and we revere. We love the Constitution. Biggest fans in Washington, the Democratic Party, love the Constitution. Can't get enough. (laughs) Just can't name which particular provision we enjoy, if any. It's not just the Equality Act that is uh, wildly hostile to your constitutional rights. This is just unbelievable. This is If you needed any more proof of the Democratic Party's hostility to basic freedom and constitutional rights, despite what they may tell you, this week, California representatives Anna Eshoo and Jerry McNerney wrote a letter to AT&T, Verizon, and several other cable TV providers asking why they carry Fox News, OANN, and Newsmax. These representatives accused the networks of spreading disinformation about voter fraud that led to the attack on the Capitol. The letter asks the cable companies what they are doing to stop the spread of disinformation and accuses the networks or the cable companies rather of doing nothing in response to the misinformation aired by these outlets. God. Recall just a month ago, Jen Psaki was up at the podium and says, yeah, the the Biden administration supports Twitter's effort 
to crack down on hate speech. What we're watching is a, a, a I heard Dave Rubin describe it as the outsourcing of tyranny. That's exactly what this is. These are things they cannot do constitutionally from the halls of Congress. So they yeah. use their bully pulpit to go after private speech platforms to shame them, bully them, try to pers- try to coerce them, really, to do their censorship bidding. Because what used to be the public square is now mostly in the, the private property of internet platforms, cable right. TV networks, that sort of stuff. If this was a country that actually valued the Constitution and, and the philosophy that is, that is the basis for it, we don't really have nuanced debates about who can do the censorship like that. We would all yeah. agree nobody should be doing the censorship because that censorship is a bad thing in general. We don't want that. Yeah. And just an obvious point. Let's say that the Mueller investigation concluded it didn't find any evidence of, of Russian collusion as it did. And Trump gets on Twitter and says, I am calling on the cable news networks or the cable TV providers rather to investigate CNN and MSNBC for misinformation and and blacklist them from your cable uh, subscription or your, your cable menu. What sort of response would have happened? The accusation would have the been tyranny. dictator. Yeah. Rightfully so. No, no president or government official should be trying to control private speech in this way. But because we. Well, this is how they're going to manage to memory hole all of us with this yeah. disinformation about the election. Um, it's fine. This is just going to wake people up. Uh, this is outrageous. This is this is. Uh, a lot of people were talking about this rightfully. So I wish I had more time on it. But uh, this this is truly dangerous stuff, stuff that you never if you if you need any more proof that we have no loyalty to the principles of the First Amendment anymore, I don't know what to tell you. I, I saw that um, M- Mike Pompeo was speaking at uh, at CPAC and he was talking about the the threats on First Amendment principles, association, free speech, and and everyone on Twitter was having a laugh. He says this as he's freely associating and freely speaking, right? As though one guy giving a speech is proof that we don't have a cultural problem with upholding our most basic rights. Right. How could you possibly look at things like this and think, yeah, that's fine. It's fine because because uh, private businesses can do what they want. Really, private businesses can do what they want, but they also have to enforce your particular transgender ideology. This is so selective. It's mind boggling. I can't wrap my mind around it. Yeah, well, they can't be reasoned with. It's purely ideological. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you remember what happened with Ann Coulter when she tried to give a speech at Berkeley? Yeah. It's the the idea that we can we can speak freely in a, in a variety of venues is is preposterous at this yeah. late stage. Uh, we can't do that. I don't know how people can even think that at this point. I don't know. They it, it, these are the same people who still claim that Antifa is a myth, that it's not a thing that really exists. I I don't know what I I don't know how to communicate with these people. Okay, we're uh, we should probably keep it moving because we got several more items to talk about. Uh, I wish. Tell me about the Andrew Cuomo accusers. I wish they the I wish it was I wish the stories were spicier. I was kind of bored. Yeah, they're not they're not super interesting. So the first one is a former aide of Cuomo, and she published an essay on Wednesday, and she accused the governor of sexual harassment, um, outlining several unsettling episodes. And these are barely this is mm. like nothing, this one. Uh, so her name's uh, Lindsay Boylan. She said she described several years of uncomfortable interactions, including an invitation to play strip poker on a government airplane and an email from another top aide suggesting that the governor thought she was a better looking sister 
of another woman. So that's it. He just said, he just said, you're good looking. And then this is the real accusation. As I got up to leave and walked toward an open door, he stepped in front of me and kissed me on the lips. I was in shock, but I kept walking. Hmm. So okay. that's, I mean, that's not great. Just, just kissed him on the lips. That's it, it. At least it crosses the threshold of unwanted physical touch, which as far as I understand, the next one doesn't even do that, right? The one that just came out the, over the weekend? No, but are we going to redefine sexual assault based on unwanted physical touch? Is that, I mean, uh, well, in there, a workplace, this is inappropriate conduct? Yeah, there's got to be a threshold there because unwanted can unwanted can be abusive or is often abusive. I mean, if what this are we happened about? at a party, though. Well, but uh, it didn't. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, she's acting like like she was sexually assaulted. Also, what is, what's Cuomo's marital status and what's hers? Like, that, those things matter to me. Oh, I actually don't know. Because infidelity has its own moral components. Uh, I, I assume he's married and I don't know. I don't know about her. She's also got to be a lot younger than him. She is. Andrew Cuomo, I guess, is single. He was divorced in 2005. Is this correct? Personal. Let's see. Oh, he had a domestic partner until 2019, but he's single now. But these are these accusations are from 2018. So there was probably some infidelity to a domestic partner mm. somewhere in there. Um, and then the second aid. Uh, accused him of sexual harassment, saying that he asked her questions about her sex life, whether she was monogamous in her relationships, and if she had ever had sex with older men. Her name's Charlotte Bennett. Okay. Uh, she was an executive assistant. And there's no accusation of any kind of physical component in this one, just inappropriate discussions? Talk, yeah. Okay. Comments, yeah. Um, I mean, this is not, this, it's not a great look, and he should be destroyed for this just because of the precedent, but... Um, in terms of these being like really bad episodes of sexual assault, I don't know. I feel like if this happened in my workplace, if if my boss kissed me, I'd quit. But if like he was making some comments, I'd, I'd just get over it. Hmm. Well, maybe there's something to it or at least maybe the reaction. Uh, there's something to that because Andrew Cuomo, the office of the of the governor's uh the office of the governor's communication has just been abysmal Denied. in response yeah. to all of this. So at first uh, Cuomo came out supporting an investigation and he was patting himself on the back saying, listen, I support an investigation, although in no way required by law, the governor has requested an independent review and all staff will cooperate in that endeavor. Former federal judge, Barbara Jones will lead the review. Now I don't, I haven't had the time to look into Barbara Jones. I saw some chatter on Twitter that she's, connected to the Clintons or did the investigation of Bill Clinton or something like that. She appears to be a Democrat operative, but even if she's not, even if she's great, totally impartial, there's something kind of off about saying, I totally support an investigation by my handpicked person. Yeah, Aren't I yeah. great? And so people actually pushed back on that. And that led to Cuomo coming out earlier today and saying, okay, you got me. We won't have an investigation by the person that I picked. Instead, we will, allow uh, um, attorney general, New York attorney general Letitia, otherwise known as Letitia James. We have to pronounce the uh, pronounce her name correctly. <laughs> so so Letitia. Letitia gets to pick the investigator. So it sounds like that's what's going to happen. 
And and uh, and and Andrew Cuomo also released a an apology statement today. It's not an apology for the conduct per se. It's one of those I apologize for how you felt type apologies. Mm-hmm. He says in part, quote, I now understand that my interactions may have been insensitive or too personal and that some comments made others feel ways I never intended. I acknowledge some of the things I have said have been misinterpreted as unwanted flirtation to the extent that anyone Mm -hmm. felt that way. I'm truly sorry about that. But if it was misinterpreted, why are you sorry? I don't know. I mean, can you really, can people not expect men and women working in a workplace to not have interactions like this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not to say it's justified, but it is somewhat inevitable. This was the Jordan Peterson point of like, well, this is kind of a new experiment in human history, just tossing men and women into the same work environment and expecting yeah. it, expecting it never to go this way is, is just kind of, it's to deny biology. And again, that's not to say Andrew Cuomo did nothing wrong, but there is a reality that you mix men and women together and uh, things happen. He was just trying to, to bang these chicks. Yeah. How do you try to bang somebody that you work with? Um, you you try to get them to tell tell you something personal about their life, and then and then something about their sex life, and then you just work your your way in. I mean, that's yeah. what he was trying to do. Um, these women have agency. Camille Paglia talks about this, and she said that uh, you know women should just be smacking men in the face when they do stuff like this. Uh, oh, women should slap men. That's what you're saying. No, like uh, Andrew Cuomo uh, just walks up to you and kisses you. You like kick him in the balls. Right. Okay. Meet physicality with physicality. Yeah. Yeah. That's not appropriate. You can't just walk up to somebody that you work with and kiss them on the lips. Like, um, seems like a pretty fair trade. (laughs) We could go with that. But it is whether it is legitimately bad as the facts are concerned or whether just the political reaction is bad. It is getting bad enough for Andrew Cuomo that Democrats are starting to turn on him. At least three Democratic state legislators are now calling on Cuomo to resign. Bill de Blasio can also taste the blood in the water. He doesn't just want Cuomo investigated. He wants the governor's emergency powers revoked. And of course, that would mean more power for conveniently Bill de Blasio in New York. And de Blasio is calling for an investigation into Cuomo over the nursing home scandal as well. So don't forget that one is kind of on the back burner right now, but uh, but it, it is still there. Uh, it, it's fun to take a, uh, oh, oh, the other one, uh, before we get to, to that is, um, Jen Psaki also says that the president supports an investigation of Cuomo as well. So the white house, maybe not aggressively turning against Cuomo, but at least supporting an investigation into the accusations. President Biden has been consistent yeah. that he believes that every woman should be heard, should be treated with respect and with dignity. Charlotte should be treated with respect and dignity. So should Lindsay. And there should be an independent uh, review looking into these allegations. And that's certainly something he supports and we believe should move forward as quickly as possible. Mm. I know he supports independent investigations, except for Tara Reid. Fuck that bitch. Go away. Yeah, really? <laughs> what do you want nothing to do with her. Oh, man. Is Cuomo going to be out because of this? Maybe. It, 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 the, the pressure... The pressure of his own party turning against him might mean something. It is fun to go a little bit down memory lane here, too, with what some involved parties were saying with Kavanaugh. Yeah. Jen Psaki at the time was saying uh, Susan Collins was a fake feminist for not siding with Christine Blasey Ford. We'll see if Jen Psaki turns into a fake feminist this time or 
per the uh, reference Tara Reid. Maybe she's already a fake feminist. Why, if, if, you, if you're not on Tara Reid's side, aren't you a fake feminist? I would think Tara Reid had more evidence than Christine Blasey Ford. Yeah. That's not to say I believe Tara Reid, but objectively, she had more. She told people at the time. She had some corroborating evidence. At least she appears not to have made up the story in 2020. She had told people prior. Don't they realize that they're going to uh, make it impossible for anybody to levy legitimate allegations of sexual harassment towards anybody else uh, by doing this? Well, I, I, I will comfortably speculate they're not too concerned about upholding precedent or standards. It's just whatever's convenient at the time. Also, uh, Andrew Cuomo back during the Kavanaugh days says the allegations of sexual assault against Judge Kavanaugh are disturbing and deeply concerning. We owe it to the American people to hashtag believe survivors. Ooh. I call on the Senate to postpone any vote until these allegations are fully investigated. Well, in fairness, he's calling for an investigation here, too. Not necessarily inconsistent, but if you believe the survivors, why have the investigation? We believe them. Case closed. You're done. Andy, yeah. get out of here. So we'll see where this goes. It has no it's no sign of, or there is no sign of slowing down here. This looks like it has a little bit of legs. It's not going to be brushed off. I think Andrew Cuomo might be in some serious trouble in New York. Yes. Well, I've, I wanted to get to this story because I think this is extremely important and not much discussed in uh, certainly national media. But uh, but before we get to the current numbers, remember way back in the fall. Some people had noticed, hey, that's weird. If you look at the CDC or the uh, WHO numbers, global flu numbers are down something like 98%. This was uh, late October. What's going on with the total disappearance of the flu, they were asking at the time. And fact checkers like the AP said that that is a false statement because it lacks context. Global flu numbers are not down 98% because we haven't had the flu season yet in the northern hemisphere, even though you could look at southern hemisphere numbers and compare right. them to each other and they were still down a comparable yeah. number so it was really weird but we haven't had the northern hemisphere flu season you liar that's a bunk claim shut up it was labeled misinformation and it was fact checked all fact checked all over twitter and facebook well it turns out that the the 98 figure that the ap fact checked was not actually precisely accurate the true number might be more like 99.9%. That's how much Ooh. the flu is down. At least if you go by weekly numbers. I'm not making a claim on the overall numbers, but as we get deeper into what should be flu season, we get weekly numbers from the CDC. I was I know I've spoiled it for you already, but earlier today I was asking my wife. I said, "Hey, uh how many how many flu cases do you think there were in this country last week or the week before?" Just like take a guess. And she said, "I don't know." Um she's i think she said like 300 because she knew i was going with this low angle but then i asked her how how many should there have or how many were there in the same week in 2020 she said probably like thirty thousand. she wasn't too far off actual flu numbers for the week of february 15th through 19th 17 for the entire country 17 for the week of february 15th through 19th and that doesn't mean much unless you have a benchmark but Wait, what in, is flu season? It starts in like generally winter. I don't know the exact boundaries, but you know, November, December, December through January, March. Okay. Um, during that same week, some week seven of the year, whatever it is, that same week of 2020, that number was over 15,000 cases. So just so we understand a few weeks ago, normally we would see something like 15,000 flu cases across the country. Now we see 
17. Here is some local news reporting from Kansas City talking to some doctors about why that might be. Even though COVID-19 has still been spreading despite mask ordinances and other measures, doctors say it has almost completely wiped out the flu. Almost yeah. March. Pediatrician Dr. Stephen Lauer is used to doctors' offices and hospitals being filled with flu patients this time of year. But in Kansas City and around the country this year, that's not the case. Flu, RSV, the normal things yeah. we see this time of year are really not bothering us. These maps showed a time when flu is usually high or very high in every state in the nation. Cases this year are minimal. In fact, last week there were only 17 reported cases of influenza A and B combined anywhere in the nation out of more than 40,000 tests. Compare that to last year when there were more than 15,000 cases this week alone and more than 200,000 at this point in the flu season. Children are the biggest spreaders of flu to their families who then might take it to their workplace. This year that pathway's really been cut off dramatically. Plenty of people are wondering when enough people might be vaccinated against COVID-19 to end mass ordinances. There are recommendations in the medical community that disease fighting practices continue. We should continue to do this stuff to keep everyone safe and healthy. It's been ingrained and it's hopefully become a habit for some that it just kind of sticks around. Hmm. This is crazy. How is anybody still falling for this? There was an important detail in that news piece that I, I want people to note, too. It is not due to lack of testing. OK, 17 cases during that week out of 40 thousand tests so that what does that mean that means people are at least having some symptoms of illness they're right. seeking a test they're getting tested and 17 out of forty thousand are coming back as flu positive are you kidding me and we're supposed to believe that it's all because we socially distanced and closed down the schools and yeah. masked okay some things to consider because i've got the map from the cdc what this map shows is normally every year there's a color coded there's a color coded uh, system for the states. Red is really bad for the flu. Green is no issue whatsoever. Every state in the union and our territories green for the flu during flu season. Okay, really. And I know they want to say it's because we all discovered this magic cure of socially distancing and wearing masks and and the school pathway has been cut off. I'm sorry, are schools universally closed right now? Because yeah, it's my yeah. understanding that there, there are lots of states where the schools are open, have been open for months. In fact, in five states that I read, it's legally mandated for the schools to be open. So there are kids in schools. There have been for months. If the school pathway was responsible for this, you'd probably see some reduction. In fact, maybe even a 50% reduction in the yeah. flu, but we're not talking about a 50% reduction. 99.9. 99.9 is what we're talking about. Yeah. And to my point, if we were, if this was because of social distancing and wearing masks, then we would be seeing a reduction in coronavirus numbers, which we're not. Well, not we really. are now. We are over the last yeah. X amount of weeks and really since Biden's, magically, since Biden's in Didn't they change testing standards? Though? There was some of that. There yeah. was. And, and and in fairness, uh, the claim is that coronavirus is more contagious than the flu. So maybe that would be an ex explanatory factor. But what an absurd hoax this is. I, I just can't believe that anybody's falling for this anymore. Consider as beyond the schools, consider different state approaches to masks and social distancing and business closures, too. 
all the time critics point to South Dakota for basically never shutting anything down. They never shut down a single business. They never required anyone to wear a mask. And did that result in fairly high per capita coronavirus case numbers? Yeah, it did. But South Dakota is also green for the flu. If they're so reckless in safety practices in South Dakota, how the hell do they have effectively zero cases? They might actually be zero. I don't know where those 17 (laughs) cases are state uh, state wise. So if if states like South Dakota are so reckless that they cause coronavirus numbers to go insane, how is it that they don't have corresponding insane flu numbers? Yeah. Or did the flu just disappear by bio- biologically? The flu was like, yeah. hey, I'm passing the torch to Corona and I'm out. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the whole time you've been you've been we've all been ripped up and down for saying uh, it's just the flu. It's just the flu, bro. It's just the flu. That was the meme. I, I don't know what conclusion there is, given these numbers, other than to conclude that at least in some of the cases, it literally is just the flu rediagnosed or recategorized. Yeah. So how are they doing this? Are they just uh, just testing people that come in with flu-like symptoms for coronavirus and they're testing positive? Are they I would not have testing to the flu? I don't yeah. know. I don't know the answer to that question. I just know that these numbers defy reason. These are these numbers. Can are you pure test insanity. for the flu? Do they even do that? They said forty thousand were delivered in that week, where seventeen were returned positive. So, so you yes. so you can test for the flu, but don't. I've had the flu before, and I've gone to the doctor, gone to the hospital. I don't remember ever getting a flu test. They just treated me presumptively based on my symptoms and the flu epidemic. Well, and I'm sure season. there's probably a lot of that. I'm sure it's just here's this. Here are the symptoms. Give it a presumptive diagnosis. What are those yeah. presumptive diagnoses? Diagnoses now are they the flu or are they coronavirus? Hmm. What are they? I, I, I'm asking. I have my suspicion about what they might be, but I, I'm asking sincerely. I don't know the answer to that question. So they test, they said flu A and B in mm-hmm. that clip. So they're testing for the strains that are the most common. As far as I understand, period. yeah. So what are they testing for this year? Uh, they're not. It's just, <laughs> it's all Rona. It's, mm-hmm. I, I, honestly, I, I know this, I'm a little bit, I don't have medical expertise, Okay. But if there are people with more medical knowledge than we have, please explain this to me. I'm open to an understanding. I I do not accept mask wearing and social distancing entirely killed the flu. But here's what's worrisome is the more we go with that narrative, this is going to be the next narrative coming out of this. Yeah. Look, we killed the flu with mask wearing and social distancing and closing stuff down. The people in the news piece even said it. Oh, well, we have a basic obligation to do this because, look, we destroyed the flu, so we should do it forever. That will be the narrative coming out of this. Mm-hmm. And poof, they have totally restructured our societal norms and what we view as risky or dangerous behavior. And funny, they've all clubbed us into submission. How convenient that yeah. is. Yep. They've already restructured society, though. Yeah. Yeah. So we're but coming I, up on month 13 of two weeks to slow the spread. Yeah. 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 So keep your eye on it. And uh, if again, if anyone has any more expertise in what would explain this, please, I am fascinated with this story. So please send me an email. I'm very well, interested to hear. They would treat everybody presumptively unless they had a pre-existing condition or they were old for the flu. Yeah, I don't know. As far as handling in prior years, you mean, or what? Yeah. 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 And they would just assume if you had flu-like symptoms that you were, that there's no way that all the flu cases that they have documented are people that were tested and tested positive that that can't be true yeah it's probably it was there probably was a lot of assumption in the yeah. past and now they don't do that anymore because the assumption goes somewhere else 
Right. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's, I just got a few cases of hoax hate. I'll be quick because we are up against the clock, but I do want to get into them. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? An interracial couple in Eugene, Oregon, says they found a noose on their garbage can and somebody vandalized their 1970s VW with the N-word. And now community uh, members are rallying to their defense. Eugene residents Ashley and Ron Visconti woke up to a noose tied to their trash can on Saturday. And just a couple days later, Ron discovered his car had been vandalized with a racial slur. Although they were extremely upset by the event, they say they're relieved to see the community rally around them. It's just been such an overwhelming outpouring of support. And, you know, this is this is our home. Since then, the couple has opened up a GoFundMe account to help cover some of the damages to the vehicle. They say they've already reached their goal and plan to donate the extra money to organizations that focus on bringing awareness to racism and inequality. They also said the hardest part about the situation is having to explain racial discrimination to their four-year-old daughter. I'm joined by Joan, who is a Eugene resident. So Joan, why are you out here today? Because I need to show up for racial injustice and what happened is appalling and when you heard about this hate crime that happened in your community what was your initial reaction um probably angry tears because (laughs) that action that happened showed the exact opposite of that and that is not who i want to be we can be a loving community um you know across the street there's a sign that says love is a choice and that's the choice we're all making today what do you what do you mean love is a choice choice? (laughs) i thought it was biologically ingrained in you and there's no way you could ever possibly select who you love well, got all the hallmarks of a of a hoax. I'm 99.9% sure that that didn't happen. Well, that white girl's just trying to justify her decision. She's just... I was going to say, not I'm not going to question his uh his heritage, but and I know there's not a lot of sun in Oregon this time of year, but that guy's uh, complexion Barely was black. roughly yeah. equal to his wife's blonde hair. He yeah. was not very black. Less black than Don Lemon. Yes. He if you've ever been to Eugene, have you ever been to Eugene? I have. It's pretty white. It's filled with white leftists. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is left of Portland. It's uh, not only is everybody communist, but they're uh, they're way too stoned to uh, put in this type of effort. I would say 100 percent did not happen as far as I'm concerned. Can I show I, the, their GoFundMe has uncensored pictures of the vandalism? I guess uh, Joe Biden We're set this precedent. Deep. Joe Biden set this precedent, so uh, I can show what it looked like. But uh, as as the story mentioned, they've raised over six thousand dollars now. They were only asking for two thousand, so they're going to give a bunch of money to the very organizations who are probably perpetuating this sort of thing. Uh, I, Did he run out of spray paint? Did he start with the R and worked his way backwards? <laughs> Maybe it gets kind of weird along the I and the G there. Maybe they tried to wash it off. Now, in fairness, I did look it up. And I was somewhat surprised to learn that Eugene's property crime rate is is fairly high. Google says one of the highest in the country. So maybe, maybe some legitimacy, but more than likely, I think 
people like that old woman at the protest have to give themselves a reason to exist and operate. Um, and I think participating in uh, a, a fake hate crime against uh, against what the one black guy in town to cash in Ugh, barely Come is on. probably more likely than uh, than this being legitimate. And of course, the knitting club has to have their field trip down to this protest to justify itself, too. Anyway, uh, do you remember? I guess you're not you're not into the sports ball, right? Uh, so you don't remember Jeremy Lin. Around 10 years ago, like 2011, Jeremy Lin is this Chinese Taiwanese basketball player who took the league by storm. He was a great player for like a few months and it was called Lin Sanity. Jeremy Lin Sanity when he was playing Jeremy. for the Knicks. Well, it looks like Lin Sanity has become very sane over the last few years. I don't follow the NBA closely, but Jeremy Lin has bounced around the league and he's now in the NBA's minor league. He went to China to play for a couple of years. Now he's in the NBA's minor league for the uh, Santa Cruz Warriors. In a Facebook post this week, Jeremy Lin says he's been called coronavirus multiple times by players in the NBA's minor league. And uh, when asked to describe who has been calling him coronavirus on the court, Jeremy Lin says, I know this is going to disappoint you, but I'm not going to out anyone. Uh, It doesn't make my community safer or solve any of our long term problems with racism. Yeah, I know. What, What good does it what good does it make a claim to be evaluated? If we were able to evaluate the truth or the falsehood of the claim. That might, uh put the claim in a little bit of trouble. So, and Jeremy, Jeremy, it's not even a good nickname. No, it's, it's lazy. (laughs) Hey, coronavirus, get over here. Um, but yeah, the, the victim narrative is very valuable. And, but the thing with Jeremy Lin, I'm sure I have no doubt that if you're on an uh, NFL field, major league baseball field, NBA court, the trash talking among these guys has to be pretty legit. There's gotta be, horribly vulgar things said all the time in locker rooms This might be true but imagine that playing in the league for 10 years and someone called you coronavirus once yeah really that's the most offensive thing it's okay. probably an upgrade from dog eater <laughs> those were the years prior those were the tolerate years yeah, yeah. But maybe there's legitimacy to this and i say maybe i have to be fair when i see bizarre real hate that if i had seen it only described it when I'm like that's fake and hilarious this story out of australia at least supposedly is an attack that isn't fake a man with a white swastika painted on his forehead attacked an indigenous woman in what with what was being reported as a flamethrower huh it turns out he uh he had an aerosol spray can and a lighter so a miniature okay. flamethrower not a real flamethrower, but the flamethrower claim was cool enough that I clicked it from an emailer and wanted to read it. Turns out that's not what it was. But this is in, in Perth in Western Australia. The man has been arrested. His name is Liam Michael Bradley. He approached a 40-year-old woman with her 15-year-old child near a shopping center last Saturday. And he allegedly yelled racial slurs before spraying a can of deodorant and lighting it. And he fled on foot. This was the police image of him. Of him. And you can see... Oh, do they not have it in... Let's see down here. There's the white swastika on his forehead. And in this image, it looks like it was drawn on in Microsoft paint. It's like, what the hell is that? You see this image here from actual street surveillance. And it's like a, it's, it is on his forehead. You can clearly see. Huh? So he, he lit this or sprayed fire at this woman. And then he left on foot, leaving the mother with minor burns. He has since been arrested and charged with conduct intended to racially harass 
and committing an unlawful act with intent to harm. Apparently the man has a history of mental illness and police requested his transfer to a psych facility. When the man appeared in court, there was no sign of the white swastika on his forehead. So it must've been presumably paint. Hmm. But this is one, like I said, that if I had just read this described, I would have been like, that's so preposterous and fake. There's no way that could be real. Apparently it, it is. is, but I think I've connected the dots here. This might be the justice that Althea Bernstein is in Wisconsin is looking for. Remember the lady, the young woman who said uh, right. that Hawaiian shirt MAGA hat men lit me on fire at the stoplight yeah. in Wisconsin right. over the summer. Maybe this was the guy and he fled to Australia. Justice for Althea Bernstein. The NFL still insists justice for Althea. Maybe this was the guy. <laughs> Similar fact pattern. Yikes. Okay, well, that will do it for a show. If you're ready to catch up on the uh, the old chat. Um, sure. Appreciate you guys over on Trovo. I don't see any notes over there. Oh, uh, Chubby Stubby did have a cash bang, whatever that is. Thank you, Chubby Stubby. And no, apology if I'm missing anybody over on Trovo. Uh, let's see. Let me know whenever you're ready on YouTube. I'll hop on to TV I soon. am. Uh, Black Pelt of Confucian says, Blondie, would you ever hug a furry in costume? What? No. Ew. We will only show feet for money. We'll never That's hug true. a furry, though. No furries. Uh, Boogeyman917. <laughs> Senator, I'd be happy to answer that question once I've been confirmed. <laughs> yeah, it kind of defeats the point. Yeah. The point is to answer the questions so they can evaluate if you should be confirmed. Exactly. Thunderstorm, uh, free merch idea. BM the woke with a poop emoji. No poop themed merch. Well, I've been thinking about that. Uh, we do have, uh, uh, well, I have uh, the graphic designer I work with who's interested in maybe making some more like timely or meme type graphic designs that are, you know, like uh, current with news events and things like that. So that's one of the things we're thinking about. But I am not good with I'm not good with clever T-shirt design. So we'll have to think about that. And of course, what T-shirts you can have linked on YouTube under Susan's reign is a difficult Limited. question as well. Matthew Sturgis, I sold my Minneapolis house on Friday. Um, freedom. Here's some shekels and appreciation for the Sandy safe space. Thank you so much. Really Congratulations. And I guess never go back, which bums me out because it is a formerly great city. It's a fun spot. Yeah. I, I wish... Like I said, one of the most fun times I've had with my wife was going to the Vikings game in 2019 and the city was clean and nice. And then that's uh, a good thing we went because the next spring it got ravaged. So, Man. you know, bummer. Um, Amber, the drunken pickle maker just bought two new toys. Anderson AR pistol chambered in 556 Ooh. and a Mauser STG. Mauser right? STG yeah. 44 chambered in 22. They're both very. Where did you fun. get that? See, you should. uh you got to know your Mausers because those are fine German craftsmanship. And the STG-44, um, that design was uh, arguably ripped off by the Russians in the creation of the uh, AK-47. The oh. STG-44 was the original assault rifle, the Sturmgewehr, or however the Germans said it. it. It meant storm rifle or assault rifle in German. So I assume there are replicas of those things made, or maybe you can get your hands on an authentic one, but however you got it, congrats. Cause that's a cool one to have in the collection. Not that the AR pistol is not, but uh, if I could have, um, if I could have some of those cool German world war II weapons, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Daniel Kunkel, 
Thanks for providing a sandy safe space in this world gone mad. I also recommend some gunpowder aromatherapy at the range, which did wonders for me this weekend. Mm. Ammo cost be damned. I was going to say, where did you find the ammunition? Yeah, really. Yeah. Incompetent hands. Much love to the Texas listeners, but be honest, Matt, you're going to use this anytime you get into a fight with Ping Tu. Hey, honey, remember that time you wanted us to move to Texas and then it froze? She still does. I still she actually wants to hear, move to Texas. Yes, all the, I hear this all the time, and I, and it's a non-starter for me. Not because I have anything against Texas, I don't. Yeah, but it's so I hot, need though. I need winter. I need mountains. All right, I am a snow ape. Okay, yeah. I need to snow. I yeah. need to stay in a snow ape environment. So it's not nothing against Texas. It's just that's that's not for me. Yeah, I I just couldn't I just couldn't do those winters. Um, so many Mexicans too. Oh, Mexicans and Californians like Beto. Beto, or however they pronounce it. Authentic Hispanic. Yep. I've put foods good, though. <laughs> Doesn't matter, says, hey, suckers. You two got name dropped more than once on John Ward's live stream this Friday. Something about potential interviews. You should check it out. Do you know what that is? I don't. But uh, e- e- uh, email inbox is always open. So thank you. Mark G. I know would. Hmm. Can I read this? I, I don't have it in front of me. Let me let me look at let me let skip me. this. I feel like this is a trap. <laughs> let me look it up. I'll read the next one. Jake okay. Riley. Today marks the 28th anniversary of the Waco massacre and the ATF had the nerve to post on social media. Yep. We talked about it as if they were the good guys defund the ATF. I know. I don't think this one's that bad. This one's biblical, but I see the angle that you might be worried. I don't know. Why is that? Oh, bad? Okay. It's supposed to say, I know who would have killed that cop, right? I know. I thought this was the one about the Old Testament. Oh, there's a different. Oh, I, there are two from Mark G. I see. I looked at the wrong one. Okay, reevaluating. Uh... Am I retarded? What? Yeah. Am they I killed retarded? Scalia. Well, I'm interested in Scalia death conspiracy theories. I know who would have killed that cop. Is that what it's supposed to say? I don't, I guess. Yeah. An eight letter <laughs> word that starts with C and ends with N. They also killed Scalia. I've, okay. I don't know. That one, that one's over my head actually. Jenny Nickham says, Hey guys, did they ever tell us who killed Ashley Babbitt at the Capitol? Maybe I missed that part. I'm just curious. Thanks. I don't I'm think unaware. They, I, I don't think they ID'd the cop. I did see a report a few weeks ago that the investigators were planning on not charging that officer. Mm. That's the last I heard. Interesting. Um, das Pooch. Grant Imahara from Mythbusters just up and died one day at age 49 from a ruptured aneurysm that he didn't know he had. It hmm. happens now to Officer Sicknick. That's all it is. Yeah, I'm, Probably. I'm skeptical. Yeah. But they're going to try to link it in some oh, way. Oh, the Clintons. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, here I'm we think here it's a like, slur. It's a racial <laughs> it's just, slur. And yeah. it's just the Clintons. You know, I was looking through, I was talking about some of the Capitol riot stuff in one of my last video so i was looking through the list of people they're still looking for the fbi and all their pictures and i don't know who you are out there but there was one guy just right in the camera with a manga hat grinning and a huge shirt or a shirt that said in huge letters guns don't kill people clintons do and i thought <laughs> good for you man that, yeah. that's a guy living his best life yep glad you had a fun time and i'm i guess i'm surprised because they a lot of these guys they haven't identified or detained 
and they're in gigantic pictures very clear as day like you're telling clear me nobody day, yeah. has identified them yet that yeah. seems weird but okay uh knuckle hunky buck says the word biden said is actually the past tense of a verb meaning to slowly cross the middle of the street in front of traffic expecting <laughs> cars to stop for you usually with a slight limp that is a lot of hate. I can't hour. believe it. <laughs> Matt Misko, in that so same article claiming the militias were Iran-backed, later on it states there was no evidence showing they were backed by Iran. Um, did I say Iran and Iran in the same sentence? I did. Um, is there a definitive pronunciation? If I, go I don't back know. Normally forth. I say Iran. Yeah. I have to reload. Uh, yeah. Well, evidence for these suppo- these sorts of things is often uh, a little thin when you dig into it. So I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, 2AEDU. Uh, thank you both. Shout out to all the viewers. Thank you as well. Um, and if you're interested in good gun content and streams uh, about gun content, 2AEDU is a good channel to check out. Fellow member of the community and listener of the show. Good luck with uh, with your channel. I know it's going pretty well over there. Whackpack says, uh, thank you both for staying strong. Happy to see Trump crushing at CPAC today. Do you guys follow News Junkies cartoons? Great channel. If not, I do not. I've not heard of it. Have you? Mm-mm. Hmm. Uh, das Pooch says, wow, a degenerate, perverted <clears throat> uh, guy <laughs> who wants to push hormone blockers and and psychotic, irreversible abuse on kids. Shocking. For real. I'm shocked. Crusade win. Defensively. <laughs> Son of the Wolf. Uh, of course, that she beast is in favor of castrating children. Yeah, yeah probably you look, pedo at, too. you look at Dr. Rachel and you think if only someone had castrated Dr. Rachel at a young age, things would have yeah. that Dr. Rachel would have blossomed into a very attractive young woman. If only we had gone, uh, we had gotten snippy with those uh, with those balls at the time. Yeah. Logan or anyone else noticed Tim, the tool man pool is going left again on guns. Uh, no, I, I didn't hear that. I. Well, I guess I would need a specific reference. I know I, I still haven't. I got to go. It's on my list for tomorrow. I've not been able to listen to um, to our guy, Justin from Phoenix on Tim Pool's show. Uh, Justin oh, okay. at Phoenix Ammo went on to talk about banning Biden voters from buying his ammo. And I'm told it went pretty well. So I, I, I would like to uh, listen in. And I also not that I know a lot, but I'm I have it on good authority that Tim has a pretty decent gun collection. So I'd be surprised if he was uh if he was uh on board with my common sense ideas yeah um one angry weep says for a tiny little white pill there was a large protest here in sacramento to open schools at the local catholic school it's not much but i'll take what i can get yep and there are also going to be mask burning events all over idaho mask burning Mm -hmm. wow did you hear that in north dakota they passed the North Dakota House passed a bill to ban mask mandates anywhere. So even if you have a private business, you're not allowed to have a mask mandate huh. at, say, your restaurant or whatever else, which huh. on principle, I oppose, you know, do what it's you kind want. of rad, though. But just yeah, just on that level of like, OK, cool, a little pushback totally in the reverse direction. I really appreciated that. And I love to see it. Not that I'm proposing that, but you get what I'm saying. You just love to see. You love to see that pushback. And as far as the white pills in California, the, uh, the Gavin uh, Newsom recall has some legs like this. This might become it a might thing. happen. Yeah. The signatures are gathered. They got to ironically in California, they have to evaluate the authenticity of the signatures, which we had no time for. And there was no need to do in the fall. 
But now we have to make sure they're legit. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in California? Maybe people are finally waking up, but I sure as hell am not holding my breath on that one. We'll reclaim it later. Yeah. Um, Mark G. Blonde, your comment about God not wanting to, to kill each other. Um, all I got to say is the Old Testament says otherwise. Firstborns turning gays into salt and all that jazz. Yeah, I, ca- I can't believe that the Old Testament is supposed to be taken literally. I just that that uh, I just can't believe that the Old Testament. Not that I'm a religious scholar. Don't don't get me wrong. It's, I'm probably just talking bullshit. But the Old Testament God, from what I understand, seems like a God that's right up your alley. Very uh, vengeful. That, but, and very, no, but by that uh, standard, you know, I would be doomed and irredeemable. Well, yeah, but so would everyone. So much <laughs> killing of children, too. But what did they do to deserve it? Have you thought about that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's allegorical. Tori D. Uh, Troon Rachel the Hut believes that <laughs> three-year-olds are capable mentally of deciding to change their genders. Most three-year-olds can't wipe their asses. That is Rachel true. the Hut is a good one. It took me a second. I didn't know what you're talking about. Yes, Rachel the Hut. I like pretty that. Good. Jacko, speaking of cults, I've been playing Far Cry 5, and now I want to move somewhere in Montana that everyone is so patriotic, pro-2A, and self-reliant, they won't even ask for help fighting an army of violent fanatics. <laughs> I did play that game. It is a pretty good game. And actually, uh, truth be told, the landscapes, I think, are fairly accurate, like especially western Montana, northwest Montana. A lot of the landscapes really resemble probably northern Idaho as well. But it, that game even more than the gameplay i liked the setting and the characters the the game the concept of the game is like picture that there was waco in northwest montana northern idaho unfortunately you have to fight the waco guys they're the bad guys but still that setting is a shame the setting is very cool it was a fun game okay um pineapple platypotamus Brand. I don't know how you haven't tried learning superpowers yet, but check out groundbreaking science Kai control free online. And maybe mm. you can spread the word better than I've been doing. I don't know what any of that means. Well, you got to check it out. <laughs> Holden Mulray. Hi, truth seekers. If you want to read a bit about immorality and the descent to insanity, read Romans chapter one, English standard version. It's a five minute read. Thank you. And God bless you both. Thank you so much. Okay. I more. <laughs> More and more each and every week, I am increasingly open to the wisdom of uh, religious teachings. <laughs> let's, put it, let's put it that way. As I've said, I'm philosophically interested, but I think at the end of the day, the degeneracy of modern society is what's going to push me by force into the loving arms of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is, that's what's going to get me there. Uh, listen, if it's Dr. Rachel or Jesus, uh, all right, off I go. I'll see you guys later. I'll see you at church. Gladly. I know. How uh, else are we going to fight the Levines? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I, I don't even know that that has to be religiously based, but the way that you fight that is by valuing your own personal and community autonomy at the highest level. And we don't do that. I agree. We, we just, uh, okay, calm down. Put your uh, catapult away. I know, but. <laughs> No, I, I think it's be, I, even whether you buy into religious teachings and values or not, you have to buy into the value of local autonomous communities. And we don't do that. that so, that's got to be restored. And yes, Susan, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that gets restored voluntarily by everyone having a sudden philosophical epiphany and realizing this is the path to peace. That said, uh, I am continuing to buy ammunition just in case that doesn't work out. Actually, I'm not because I'm priced uh, out. Like, 
I'm keeping no, what I yeah, have, but I, I, I can't even afford it. It's like, did you get that Phoenix ammo email? I was like, I'm not even gonna about the nine millimeter. I don't even try. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, the last time when I tried to buy through the website, it, it was gone in six minutes. So you really got to be on it. But the last round, I think he's had, I don't think this is true. I don't, he said he doesn't have any evidence for it. But the the last batch went so fast that people are speculating people have developed bots to buy the ammo the second it becomes available, which I'm sure that I could believe it. Not that I have evidence to show that it's true, but given how fast people are getting, I could believe yeah. it. Well, good for them. If they can figure that out. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of bullshit, but you know. um, fine. Yeah. Sock puppet Joe. Do you guys think it's better to separate the country that, uh, rather than keeping it together? Even if the right wins in the next four years, it's not good to have such bipolar policy. Yes. Yeah. But the logistics around that, um, it, it seems implausible. I think that if everyone agreed to it, there's a way to separate such that maybe we get the Gulf coast and they get the, broader pacific and atlantic coast or something you need some kind of seaport but i think the the biggest part of that fantasy is not geographical it is just the foolishness of thinking these people will ever happily leave you alone if we could achieve that we should be able to achieve state autonomy as the constitution prescribes but we'll never achieve that they won't allow that to happen even if we had artificial borders between us you think they're going to allow us to be racist in our own country never yeah, of course not. I mean, and all we have to do is look to the Civil War. The South tried to secede. They were they were not allowed to secede. We're, yeah. we're not ever going to to be allowed to do this. This is a futile endeavor. The most mm. that we could hope for is to have a fortress that's still under the thumb of the federal government, I think. Yeah, well, at least by law, but practically speaking, is in a place so remote that they just kind of leave you alone. That's yeah, that's what they're has never going to gonna leave us alone. Yeah. Yeah, I, maybe if we disappear to a place that they don't want, but I, I even hate that framework. I, I'm glad that that is a that's seeking a nonviolent solution to be left alone, which is the ideal. But I hate that framework because that is at some level surrender to these people. Yeah, they haven't earned our surrender or my surrender. They're bullies. All right. Yeah. If you want to bully people, you don't get accommodated in that way. Um, I mean, don't don't you feel like it's working, though? I'm pretty run down. Uh, I culturally, no doubt it's working. I think there's constant retreat and, but maybe, maybe eventually they'll make too many enemies and the pushback will come swift. I don't know. Fuzzy logic blonde. Did you find out if you lost or had stolen any Bitcoin, your ability to keep going after (laughs) the thought they stole $500,000 was admirable. You looked slightly sick. Yes, I did figure it out. No. Okay. That that's not what was going on. You look at, um, you can pull up the blockchain history and it tells you the total of all of the fractional Bitcoin from which a donation was drawn. Hmm. So it, I, for like, I don't know, 30 minutes, I thought that I had nine Bitcoin that had just disappeared out of my Coinbase account. And I was freaking out, but it's fine. It's okay. Luckily, I hadn't gotten any Bitcoin donations, so it's totally fine. Good to hear. Um, Midigo says... Hey, Blonde, anything in the works to interview Devin Stack Blackpilled? I would love to interview Devin Stack. If anybody has any way to contact him, I looked on his about page, couldn't find anything. If anybody has any direct way to get to Devin Stack um, that could, and you could tell him that I would love to have him on for an interview, that would be fantastic. I've been trying to line some other people up, but honestly, I'm, I'm a bit exhausted from the last six interviews that i've done in Hmm. pretty quick succession so i'm taking a week or two off and then i'll be back with 
with some more. I'm liking this format, you know, I'm going to run with it for a little while. People enjoy it. Yeah. It seems to have worked out well. Um, Swiftner says it would be just too rich if good pillow is found to have standing after court election rulings after and dumpster Rachel in principle endorses minor enlistment in military without parental consent. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Six Emperor Tyrannus says Congress gets mad. We bombed Syria as a response, but had no issue wanting to have armed troops and offense protect them. POS yeah. Congress only cares about troops when it's politically convenient. Fuck Congress. Imagine that. Serve the elites and uh, get rewarded. Hmm. Andrew Pollock says I live in Marie Newman's district. Really wish Mike. I don't even know how to say this. last. Frick time. Leone. I'm going with Frick, that's, a, that's an odd Frich, name. Frich Leone. Maybe. Uh, Mike Fricklione, Fricklione, uh could have won. I met the guy and he was awesome, unlike someone else. Mm. Christopher Walters, fact check. Christina Hendricks is all natural. Matt's wife is indeed well-proportioned and a lovely, <laughs> sweet person. And Matt does not always wear plaid. Finally, the assistant health secretary is a wildebeest. I got to meet Christopher on his way. He, he was doing a trucking job through town. So we got some dinner on Friday and that was a lot of fun. As always, um, if people are coming through town and you'd like to meet up, I am generally uh, willing to do so, assuming I have availability. So just send me an email. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was good fun. Two so, out of the three things are are true there. Christina Hendricks, um, there are pictures of her before her implants. She does have breast implants. I what's the thing that's false in here? The Christina Hendricks being all natural thing. Oh, 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 that's false. Okay. Yeah. You're I like, thought, oh. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought you were, okay, never mind. Uh, let me, now I'm curious. Fact check. All right. It, it is true. I've, I've investigated. Okay. Um, it's baffling to me that somebody would get implants that size, but it is true. She's also a natural blonde. She dyes it red? Yeah. Okay. Evan M. I was an odd kid. I dabbled in cross-dressing in my teens. I'm glad there were no liberals encouraging me to do anything irreversible. It turns out the fledgling tranny grew up into a total dude. Of course. People do weird stuff like that. Um, little girls that turn out to be really feminine uh, sometimes start off as tomboys. It's, it's almost 100%. always a phase. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of, of tomboy little girls. Yep. And there are a lot of there are a lot of boys who seem feminine or whatever. I just can't imagine applying a permanent so-called fix to a kid at that age, you know, yeah. as though I'm the same person today that I was as a 10 year old Yeah, <clears throat> or even it's earlier. Shocking. Yeah. Even as a 22 year old, it's like, yeah, things are drastically different. Um, thunderstorm an equal world where, where we're some are more, what we must mean we're, uh, we're some are more, um, equal than others. Force acceptance is tyrannical rule. Tolerance is freedom. Yeah. The upside down. Welcome. Josh and Jesus Blonde, YouTube is blocking me from what I want to say about the current subject matter. Can I send it to your Insta and have you read it and have you read it from there? Um, I am never on Instagram. I'm not even logged in on this computer, so that's not going to work. Sorry, Josh. Hmm. Uh, it censors people sometimes. It's BS. Um, Eric Nervik says, took my girlfriend shooting yesterday. She wasn't doing well until I remembered she's from L.A. and told her to aim sideways, JK. Uh, but she went from zero experience to hitting six ring with 357. Good. That's great. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Uh, I got to reload. Are you up? Esoteric Unbound says the numbers of COVID cases in the top eight states are all within 2% of being proportional with state population, regardless of wide differences in state policy. Clearly, government involvement has had no impact on the spread. Yeah. All, all the stuff on masks and social distancing and all those. These are theoretical laboratory studies. Remember, we saw the CDC stuff on dummies. Okay. 
real people living their real lives. It has not made a damn difference whether you're talking about California or South Dakota on the two extreme ends and both have comparable numbers in terms of per capita cases and deaths. It's just one state didn't wreck itself economically to achieve the same end that everybody else got. Cal L says a Toronto region is now ordering children who come into contact with COVID at school to isolate in a room at their house or face a $5,000 fine to the parents. Parents who are doing this will have been, have been posting tearful stories online. Yeah. What do you, you can't keep surrendering to this stuff. Is parental and family autonomy more important than the state's prescriptions or not? You're learning it the hard way. And I fear we're not far behind. Cuddy says uh, Cuomo being me too is cover for the nursing home deaths. They can get rid of him without acknowledging wrongdoing. Maybe oh, that's an interesting that's, theory. That's an interesting theory. Yeah. I, I, I like that's that. That's totally what's happening. That, that would explain a lot because it does seem odd that so many Democrats are turning on him for what appear again. They, I'm not saying what he did is right, but they, they're not the worst me too accusations of all time. Yeah, either. They're like mildly salacious. That's way way better than admitting you killed a bunch of old people yeah maybe that is it wow why didn't we think of that because we're not clever like cuddy <gasps> gizmo 79 <laughs> what do you see happening with the economy hyperinflation seems inevitable due to uh out of control spending what should the average person expect also love your show keep up the great work um i don't know there's really no way to hedge against hyperinflation you can be prepared to some degree but it's gonna destroy all of our lives that is sure. the the great question right now because so many whether you you hold the dollar or not so many things are tied to the dollar anyway mm-hmm. and i've been thinking about this because i don't want my life to be the i don't i don't want everything i hold to be dependent on the inflated value of the dollar after biden and the democrats have done what they're going to do so i've been thinking about well what should i what should i do like oh what assets should I buy? And the classic answer is is precious metals, but even those are yeah. very high right now because everyone's doing that. That said, though, I guess in precious metals, you can be guaranteed that it's not going to drop to zero, which if you're really worried, that's it's not a money-making investment. It's just a, I want stuff that holds value no matter what. Yeah. So I've been thinking about that, although I have not made any purchases yet. I've not made the call to Birch Gold, gang. I have not, uh, not done it. But I, I've, I'm thinking about maybe precious metals as the only way to be guaranteed that you hold something. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, Waza Zell says my sister works for a veterinarian clinic. She says none of the doctors believe in the woo flu. Interesting to hear because they're trained in medicine, but don't have vested interest in human medicine. Yeah. It's very difficult Hmm. to become a veterinarian. Um, I'm not surprised. Interesting. Um, Kevin Volk. Hey guys, uh, with twins. Um, if I have two girls on the way, uh, if I have two girls, how do you feel about Georgia and Virginia after my grandfather and late aunt? Hmm. Uh, Georgie and Jenny, my wife hates it. Also blonde, it's Volk, not Volk. Sorry. Um, I, I like it. I think that's cute. I think that's no? kind of cute. I guess the only thing, two kids named after states, you know, your your next kid can be Dakota, I suppose, or something. But yeah. uh no, I think that's kind of I think that's kind of interesting, but I'm I'm in kind of the same boat because as we start talking about a future family, we are not in agreement on names at all. So What I'm is Ping to, like? Um she like she likes we we, we for girls names we consider a lot of flower names. Aww. We're not in agreement on those. Like Violet or um I okay, I I have a bizarre like for the name uh Clementine. 
for a girl. Me too. I love, I that, love name. that name. But but she's not in. Okay, that's it. All right, we're gonna have to pressure Ping to to adopt the the Clementine name. This. <laughs> yes. So I I considered naming Emmeline Clementine. Did you? I didn't even know that. I did, but I, it got roundly vetoed <sighs> by my husband. Yeah, I think that's a great name. But there is also uh, no good nickname. We like a lot of um, like Western names too. I, I, uh, Cassidy was considered, but I don't I like, like the that. name Cassie. You know, yeah. Every I like the name Madison for a girl, but everybody names their kid Madison around here because of the Madison and River Maddie. and the Madison Valley. Yeah. And I don't like the name Maddie. Anyway, not uh, we we're limited in time, so I don't want to go too far down this. How but. About Daisy. Actually, she does like the name Daisy, and so do I. That's really cute. Yeah, I think that's cool. And it'll prevent her from ever getting a real job. So there's that. <laughs> um, you thought of everything. Yeah, I know. Uh, Otter's going to ought. Finally got off my rudder butt and printed crafted a trinket for my lady's finger. Mm. Get that matrimonial shotgun ready, Matt. Been away a bit fighting and winning against cancer. Oh, man. But glad we're back. Uwu. Congratulations on all fronts. That all sounds excellent. And I hope that you are. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you are winning that fight. So so that's good to hear. And uh, all the best for you and your lady. That is excellent. Um, Anytime I hear people building families these days, that is you want to talk about the number one way you can fight back. That's how build a family and uh, keep it as the most important thing in your life above everything else. That's how you do it. Luke Gibson, reading the Swoley Bible right now by Dom Mezit, Mazidi, sorry. Matt, you could pursue the religion of Alpha and Iron to put to rest your beta status once and for all. <laughs> Have I not moved on yet? All right. I'll do what I do. We, did we skip Gizmo? Um, it is oh, unfortunate that everybody wants to be a victim these days. When did our culture become so whiny? When we started rewarding victims. That's, exactly, that's how yeah. and why. You stop rewarding it. And I know it feels wrong to... I'm not saying we should mock people who claim to be victims. Maybe that's too far, but we have to get back on the side of not assuming everyone with a victim claim is in fact a victim and not rewarding people automatically for a yeah. victim claim. Cause it's, it's yeah. just a basic transaction. I say this, I get a reward. Well, stop giving the reward. They, yeah. they won't, they won't do it anymore. Um, are we good <laughs> over here? Uh, there's a couple Spunder neck says oh. is a hot dog, a sandwich and why? I mean, I guess a uh, meat between two pieces of bread and a sandwich doesn't have to have meat. It has to have something between two pieces of bread. Yeah, but a taco is not a sandwich, but it's also not bread. I mean, I guess, uh, the tortilla is a flatbread of sorts, I guess. Mm. I'm going with yes. Cause I can't give you any explanation as to why not. Okay. I mean, a hamburger is clearly a sandwich, right? Yeah. So, Okay. Yeah, I, I'll go with yes. Unless there's proportional requirements for a sandwich. It can't be this long and this thin. I don't know. Edward Gonzalez says, thanks you, thanks you two for uh, all that you do. A friend told me you guys are teaming up with the Revenge of the Cis guys, but couldn't tell me how blonde great stories, uh, uh, great stories of interviews. Well, thank you, sir. Um, I, I, I can confirm that we've been in contact. People had mentioned the Revenge of the Cis guys last weekend. I've emailed back and forth. They seem somewhat serious about trying to pursue something against Streamlabs. They, I don't want to speak for them. So I don't want to say what they have in the works. I'll allow them to speak for themselves. But if there's, uh, and if there are areas in which we can cooperate on principle to fight against Streamlabs, deservedly so, I am, I'm interested and willing in participating with them. That's all I can say. But we, there's nothing specific that we have or can announce right now. But the talks are ongoing. Matthew Rowley says, buy oil, resources, and land deal with inflation. Huh. Well, 
um, lease resources and land deal with inflation. Well, is he saying, I'm not sure I follow, but buy oil is what he's saying. And Biden's policies will drive the price of oil up regardless. But what does that mean? Like buy oil stocks or buy just buy crude? Just have a stockpile. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get into oil. That's the answer. Okay, I do have a few more over on a Tippy Stream, and then we'll call it a night. Right about in time, I think we have maybe one more on YouTube, so we'll come back. But bewildered conservatard. That's a good name. Would you consider getting the distributionist on one of these days? He has some interesting thoughts about strategy for the anti-left from a devout Catholic and neo-reactionary perspective. I'm not familiar with his stuff, but um, if you have it. Uh, if you can send me a link, I'm happy to check it out. And thank you for the recommendation. Daniel says it won't matter if Republicans retake Congress. They are all if they are all like Mitt Romney. Democrats are picking the Republican candidates in primary races all over the U.S. with crossover being open or crossover voting in open primaries. This is how rhino Republicans are now taking over. And of course, if you listen closely to the speakers at CPAC, not that I listen to everybody, but you, there were a lot of subtle differences between Trump people and people who are like, uh, no, Trump it lies about everything and we should move on as a party. There's a real rift that's the yeah. party is still defined by Trump and whether you are on his side or not. So it'll be interesting to see which way that party breaks. But I just don't think that there's a winning strategy, whether they go with Trump or not. Trump still taught a lot of useful political lessons to the Republican Party. And if they ignore them, they do so at their own pale. Nobody wants yeah. Mitt Romney, Democrat light type candidates. Danny from Montana says, I agree, Matt, the STG 44 is a great example of fine weaponry designed by the good guys of history. (laughs) Everyone needs to learn how to grow their own food and be more self-sufficient. The great reset is here by silver and sent uh, by silver and sent while you can. Sorry, maybe I'm misreading. Uh, Got min mit uns. I don't know. I don't understand the last part, but I, Listen, I, I'll appreciate fine engineering no matter what. And the Germans the Germans have done some fine firearm engineering. I don't think anyone d- would dispute that, politics aside. No, indeed. Let's see. I think we are pretty much all set. There might have been one more on YouTube. Let me come back and we'll call it a night. Yeah, Sticky Dad says, I read an article a while back that the reason why wages stagnated is because women joined the workforce. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Would you guys know if that's the case? Can't find any recent info. It's been memory hold. I, I can't read the last part. Okay. But um, <clears throat> is that true? <clears throat> Sorry. That is true. Yeah. I actually lost my voice. What the hell? Let me clear this out. All right. Can you, that, but that is true that women joining the workforce correlates wages with. wages down. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. There's more labor available. Yeah. That just makes plain economic sense. The supply of labor has increased. And so what people are willing to accept in exchange for the labor labor has to go down. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, perfect timing. We got through everything. We didn't even have to implement the new policy. I know. Look at that. Look at us. We planned it the whole time. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Much appreciated as always. If you are listening later on YouTube or BitChute, or library or wherever else you may you might find the show thank you for tuning in as well remember you can find everything show related over on the website that's mattchristensenmedia.com and if you're looking for more material to listen to we got the call-in show on demand we got blondes interviews we have all sorts of stuff you might not find elsewhere on the audio feeds of the show 
It's also on the website. They're linked in the description for your convenience as well. And uh, other than that, we will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Thanks for hanging out with us and have a great week. Bye, guys. 